off, man. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Virtual Talk Show produced by the Married Men Don't Talk Show. The talk show with the top-selling book and an app for your Android smartphones. We come your way every Tuesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you can get more info about this show by visiting our website, newandimprovedhouseholdstress.com. Listeners can participate in one of our live weekly talk shows by calling in or logging on to householdstress.com from your personal computer as an anonymous guest. Phone lines open right now, but this show is strictly for men only, so call into the hottest talk show in the world. Now, we have a couple of rules, and they are absolutely no profanity and no politics, and more importantly, no racial stuff. This show is apolitical and race neutral so that we can make sure that any man can feel comfortable on our show. And furthermore, fellas, this ain't Bible study. We want you to just be able to come to our show as a man, and that is it. This virtual talk show always presents the hottest topics for discussion, and tonight is no different. Tonight's topic is consistency. My name is Rodney, and I'll be your pilot for the evening. And I might even DJ a little bit tonight, but more on that later. I've got a lot of material, and the hope is that I can get this plane off the ground and ultimately land on a safe conclusion. This is a fluid conversation, so if you do have something to say, please feel free to do so. Or if you just prefer to listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please try to hang on until the end because you'll definitely want to hear the conclusion to this episode. All right. With all of that said, let's get started. How come when it's time to get it in, wives are inconsistent when it comes to the passion? That's where I want to start tonight, fellas. How come when it's time to get it in, wives are inconsistent when it comes to the passion? Because it takes them so long for that engine to ramp up. Unfortunately, <laughs> they don't have fuel injection. They're, they're, they're carburetors, and they need to they need a little time to warm up before they get going. <laughs> Good words. Anybody else deal with that when it comes to time to, you know, make the bed rock, whatever you want to call it? Why, why are wives inconsistent when it comes to passion in the bedroom? Why? What 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 would be consistent? Hundred percent of the time. It means jumping on your bones right when you walk in the bed. That's right. Is that what you would, is that what you really want though? And you know, you really want that? Or touching you instead of you touching her? Is that what you're talking about? No, I mean a hundred percent of the time, all the time. Listen. Yeah, I think we everybody do. wants it, but then, then that means you got to perform every single time. Can you handle it? 
And she yeah. says, let's go for road for number four, and it's, three, it's 2 or 30 in the morning, you got to get up at 5.30. <laughs> you said consistency. <laughs> said, I'm ready for this next one. Come on. And you're like, hold on, hold on. Let me get a little rest, rest. <laughs> hey, Rodney, I think they're inconsistent because they consistently let things get in the way, the small things. Mm. I mean, what was What's her most consistent excuse? I mean, I'm I'm tired, or you know, they 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 stressed out because they had a bad day at work. To me, that's a stress reliever. But well, that's it is. Well, that's it is. Yeah, those, I mean, those types of things get in the way. Yeah, the tired yeah. with the headache. You know, well, we're tired of you having a headache. You know, you might want to get that checked out. But is that considered something small? Because they're tired? Yeah, I mean... Do you consider that a small thing? Yeah, because I'm doing, I'm doing 90% of the work. What you got to do? <laughs> right. She can just lay there like a starfish. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh-oh. I mean, but what about, um, what about foreplay? Are wives generally inconsistent with foreplay in general? You know, is she is she sending you text messages? Is she calling to, you know, to tell you what she's going to do to you later on tonight? I mean, or they just, like like I said, I mean, or they just like a starfish when it comes to getting in there. They're just laying, laying there. You put in all the work. I mean, like you said, it's inconsistent, you know. One night or one week, she may be like, you know, one of them girls on one of them internet sites you see. And the next week she might be, you know, like a, like an old lady. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But what about uh, foreplay? You know, how consistently do y'all shower with your lady? Not often. Not often enough, right? That's right. Why not? Because when she in the shower, I'm probably watching the game still. Or, you know, I'm I'm occupied doing something else, working or or on Tuesday night call or, or I fall asleep on the couch while the TV's watching me because I'm mm. tired. So you tired with a headache? That's time. That's time. Okay. I'm consistent with my couch. I'm consistent. <laughs> what about what she wears to bed when it's time to get it in? Is she consistently in, in sweatpants or is she wearing, you know, some some nice negligee lingerie? What's the consistent routine when it comes to bedtime wear? My mind is my T-shirt, so that's the way I like it. Mm-hmm. So you don't like all the negligee and lingerie? Mm-mm. But better on my stuff on sometimes. Yeah, no, I, I don't necessarily need that either. I mean, you know, you know, I I know I know what you're working with, so you know, I I don't need that to kind of get me going where I need to be. 
Yeah, and, and I mean, would you rather? Have, I mean, when you when they come to bed with the passion, they might put on a little something, something. Yeah, then we know. See, I mean, that's the, that's what you uh, that's that that mind blowing thing is that oh, you bringing out the uh, the the lingerie. Oh, you got the thong on tonight. Oh, it's on. Exactly. You know that that gives you a hint, but that's the excitement. You know, if you see it every day, then you're gonna end up getting bored with it also. Cause oh, you got then you wear that one the other night. Mm-hmm. Cause it's gonna be expensive in your pocket if you want her to be consistent in lingerie. Cause you know you can't keep wearing the same lingerie to jail. I mean to bed. So. That means you you get ready to go to jail because you're going to have to spend all your money on slippery or go buy some Victoria's Secret panties all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think women also, they go with, with function over over fashion a lot of times. Like a, a night like tonight, we're in the 20s. I mean, at least my wife, she, you know, even if she's she trying to get there, she ain't putting no lingerie on. You know? <laughs> and then, and we, we got the heat on 74, though. So. <laughs> it's just you know that's just how she is, but you know it's still it still goes now. But right, yeah, she, she's more into the function of it. Gotcha. I think that's what most women are more into functionality and all that. But I'm gonna play a clip. It's just ten seconds uh, regarding the bedroom wear. But it's ten seconds, fellas. And I think she's actually lip syncing in that video. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the lip singer from yesterday? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, with that, y'all know what it is. Beyonce's Dance for You, and it's got 35 million views on YouTube right now. Um, but what percentage of wives do y'all think consistently dance for their husbands? What percentage of wives do y'all think consistently dance for their husbands? Give me a number. Mm. Uh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll say about 33%. How many? 33%. Nah, man, like 15. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to help him out. I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it might be like 10. No doubt. But do, do y'all think that, um, y'all think Beyonce dances for Jay-Z on a consistent basis, or does she just do all that, and when the cameras and the lights are off, it's cut, and, you know, she's a typical wife? What do y'all think? Oh, she's a typical wife. So that's just all for the cameras. Mm-hmm. That's just all an act. Unless he has a special request in. Mm-hmm. But she might tell him, just go and play my video. You can see it right there with, you know, everything right there. Yeah, but then she can go buy him a Lamborghini after she do that video. <laughs> 
That's her dancer. Yeah, but why why do y'all think wives don't dance for their husbands? Well, I mean, I believe if they married, um, they probably say, "Well, all the other things that I do, you should be excited. I take care of your kids, blah 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 blah. Keep the house clean, etc. 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 You should want me. I shouldn't have to dance for you. That's just an assumption. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I think that's where the barriers come into play, like a Beyonce. She might have a few less barriers because she probably didn't have to clean her house, or she probably didn't have to cook. You know, she probably didn't have to, you know, run after the kid, her little daughter, all day, because they got somebody helping with that. With that, so those are barriers that are just removed. You know, I think she got different kind of barriers though, like performing and writing songs and True. True. practicing and you know video shoots and all that other. They all find excuses, man. Mm-hmm. But is that an excuse or is that just work? Because, you know what I mean? It's an an excuse when you let it um, take priority over your your responsibility. Well, we're talking Beyonce, who's just saying for the president of the United States. So so that means she gets a pass that night? No. I I well no, I'm just thinking that um that that's your compromise. I mean, you think Jay Z's at the house every day? I mean when he comes home, I think they take time out that you know, they do have money to go get a boat and go out in the so, middle of the ocean and cut up. So, so well, there ain't nobody the out there. Do you think well, he would have if Jay Z had the the um the choice, he said, Well, you can get it in tonight. Or you can't get it tonight because I got to go see it for Obama. What would you rather me do? What do you think he would say? <laughs> Obama's going to have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know that ain't going to happen. I mean, that's good to say on this call. But Obama said, I'm coming to T Hawk's house at this time. You're not going to have Obama waiting at the door. Why not? Who? I mean, who's the priority? The president or the husband? You gonna get your you you gonna you gonna map that out early. <laughs> you gonna make the provisions to make sure you get in before the president comes. You're not gonna wait till he rings the doorbell and be like, "Hold up, president! I gotta finish off what I'm doing here." Right. I mean, let's right. just be honest. And we gotta keep it real on this phone. You know. You know, when you have a brand new baby, you know, you gotta wait till the baby sleep. You can't have the baby right there beside the bed and say, Oh well baby, you crying, but you gotta wait before I give you this bottle. There's no wife gonna do that. Yeah, but Am I, I lying? Like, I think like the brother said, um, you know, in, in Beyonce's case. Um, you know, she don't have, she, like, like T.R. said, you know, she's got different barriers. She ain't got to worry about feeding the baby, you know, putting a bottle in the baby's mouth. She got somebody that can do that. Right. But with, with prepping for the Super Bowl, I'm sure she is probably practicing um, a lot, you know, to make sure that it's right. And she had the uh, the inauguration event that she was at yesterday. So I'm sure she was practicing a lot 
you know, for that. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's just like a boxer when he goes in the training. He can't, you know. He's trying. He's trying to bring, you know, the bacon home. So he got to go in there and train for two months. He might not, you know, the might the wife might be wanting to wear that lingerie and everything. And he's like, hold on, baby, you got to hold off. Because I got to bring this bacon home, so I got to be right when I get in this ring and knock this fool out. Or if I go in there weak, he might not be eating no more. But what are, what are some, we're talking about consistency, what are some consistent complaints from married men? What are some consistent complaints from married men? You gotta be quiet all the time. If you got kids, not enough head. Mhm, mhm. And that leads to, um, you know, in a lot of cases, it leads to, you know, infidelity. And you know, do do any of y'all struggle with uh, consistently being faithful to your wife? And, you know, to to be honest, fellas, I really don't. You know, um, if I have women that flirt with me, I I probably miss it um, because I'm not paying attention to it. But I really don't struggle. With that. I mean, that's not my struggle. I, I don't struggle with being faithful. I don't have women, you know, uh, throwing themselves at me on a daily or weekly basis. That's just not my my struggle. But... Do any of y'all struggle with that? You know, the the whole consistently being faithful, you know, day in and day out, you know, just, just trying to stay on the right road and, and trying to stay, you know, faithful to your wife? No, nah, not, 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 not physically, but, you know, you always had them times where, you know, you got one that's, you know, she looks real good, you guys got a little connection and, you know, your mind starts wandering, that type of thing. But never really taking any action, you know. Good words. Anybody else? Just the emotional piece? No, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kind of past that, man. That's that's the old P-Town. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm kind of past that. I don't have any problems with women. Now, Visually, you might be like, oh, okay. That's nice looking over there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, she might have an amazing body, but that's about as far as you're going to take it. I mean, your sight, you can't get rid of. That's one thing you just can't get rid of. But as in just going and approach and say, man, I got to go and take my chance on this one. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> But, I mean, back to, you know, we were talking about, you know, how they're inconsistent with the passion. Um, if, if she's inconsistent with the passion, could it be something that we're not doing right? Is that possible? Is it on us when she, if she's inconsistent with the passion in the bedroom? Could be. Yeah, it could that, be. That could be, could be true. I mean, um, if you... Uh, or consistent in ruining the move by starting arguments or always uh, pressuring her to do things. 
um, then she will be inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, things like, you know, taking the kids off her hands for a little while or, you know, some of those chores that she, you know she's not going to go to bed without doing, you know. we I know I'm a little inconsistent on, you know, handling those so that when she does come to bed, you know, her mind is kind of free of some of that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, we def- I'm definitely inconsistent with some of those things. Yeah, I am too with the household stuff because that's just not. I I can crawl over toys and clothes and it really doesn't matter, you know, especially if it's just us, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm also inconsistent. Um, when I was thinking about this this topic, um, I'm also inconsistent with making uh, the time to spend quality time with my wife, and you know with three children now. Um, I used to be better, you know, with two kids. I mean, it was like clockwork. It wasn't, you know, and my kids are older, you know, so they kind of tend to themselves. But, you know, now we have a seven-month-old, and it's not a lot of time, and you have to be strategic. And, you know, I've honestly just kind of just not been real consistent with it. I've been letting those opportunities pass, um, because I think, like the brother said earlier, you know, sometimes I'd be tired. You know, like uh, this morning and and last night I was up uh, four times with my seven-month-old. He's got a little runny nose, so I was up uh, tending to him. You know, he would go to sleep, and then he'll wake up two hours later. So, you know, I, I know that I was thinking about how inconsistent I am when it comes time to when making time. You know, there's been... Quality time with my wife. Anybody else deal with that? You know, when it when it comes to making that time, the QT. Just me, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this: in, a, in an average month, in an average month, how consistently do y'all date your wives? In an average month, thirty days, how, how consistent are y'all out? You know, on a little date night. Average month. Average month. Average thirty days. Um, two, three, four. at least six times. Six times. No, y'all living the life. I'm telling you, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I was once a month. Consistently. Yeah. That's yeah. where I am, brother. I mean, and and just uh, this Friday, um. You know, we've we've got a scheduled uh, date night coming up, and you know, pretty much it's the end of the month, and we're just getting into date night um, with our schedules and with the three children. You know, it's a lot. You know, especially with getting, you know, it's easy to watch. You know, my two older girls, but with the infant that's breast full time breastfed, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of tough. Um, you know, so it, it, I'm I'm around the once a month. Uh, date night, um, and and that's is really. I mean, it, it it's tough. What about you, P. Tan? Where, where are you at? With um, he's out of town. Date night, it's, it's, it's a yeah, date night, yeah. Man, we just did date night this weekend. My mom came up. We went out. We had to cut it short because every movie theater it was packed and sold out. 
But we hung out um, Saturday night, and so we don't get the chance to do just us two date night a lot. But we take advantage when we can. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I can probably do a better dollar. It's probably I need to do a better job of setting up time to do date night. You know what I mean? Uh, finding a babysitter and saying, all right, you know, laying down the law that we're going out tonight. Yeah. Yeah, good words. And I know that this weekend we actually did, um, it wasn't a, a date night, but we actually took the, we took the kids with us and we went uh, bike riding. Um, you know, so that was cool. You know, it wasn't, it was good family, you know, quality time and, you know, that helps. Um, but just, you know, just the, just the two of us, um, you know, it's tough. Now, do y'all, any of y'all, uh, you know, do the weekend getaways or do the vacations, just the two of y'all, just to try to, you know, get that, maintain that spark? Y'all go on vacation or do the weekends, weekend little getaway, just the two of y'all? No, no. Not recently. Anybody else? Vacation? Getaways? Just just you two? We had a uh, getaway, a vacation maybe, uh, this was about two years ago now. We didn't get one last year. Um, but I will say it's, it's very helpful. Oh, absolutely. Because I know that I um, I strategically, in a, I mean, this year, well, excuse me, last year we had a, you know, we had an infant, so it was kind of difficult to do anything, but... You know, in a normal year, I try to at least plan two vacations, and that's one for the for the family, you know, the whole family, and then one just the two of us, where the kids are not with us. You know, I love my kids to death, but you know, I think you need, you know, you, you just need that alone time. Sometimes you don't need, uh, you know, the, the 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 little spats between the siblings or. You know, you got to take somebody to the bathroom, or you know that that sort of whole thing. It's you just kind of got to get away from that uh, sometimes. And I, you know, in the average year, you know, I probably say that you know at least we do the vacation and the weekend getaways again are tough. But you know, we again with the three kids, but definitely you know we, we try to do a separate vacation, you know, um, from the kids um, in general. So. But, you know, again, regarding uh, consistency. Um, Can I ask a question? Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. What is, um, what's, what is it? What, and I know it's a crazy question, but what is okay. date night? What is your interpretation of date night? Okay. I mean, my interpretation, I, I'll speak on it first. My interpretation is, uh, time where you're not doing anything else but focus on the wife. So whether it be going to McDonald's to get a happy meal or whether it be going to the movies or whether it be making some microwave popcorn and putting a frozen pizza in the fridge and watching a, a movie on demand or Redbox. Okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Got it. And so, I, I would a step further, too, to say, at least where we try to do something that we used to do before having kids. So 
if it's going out dancing or, you know, whatever that may be that we used to do. You know, movies you kind of always do. But, you know, try to take it back truly to the dating phase. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Words. So, Rodney, earlier you said that you your date night is probably once a month. Yes. Okay, so, um, and you said popping popcorn and sitting on the couch can be in the category of date night. Right? Yes. Okay, so um, I'm just trying to figure out because the first question we talked about was the inconsistency of the sexual activity in the household. Mm-hmm. Right. And that they are inconsistent with it, inconsistent with wearing things to bed um, that may be erotic or conversations of of, of getting you prepared for what's going to happen to you later on. All those things have changed, right? Yeah. Okay, so when you think of um, she's got to look forward to one night a month, one day a month, one event a month of time alone with you. Mm-hmm. How can anybody be, I mean, just think of it, just you got to flip it around, right, and say, okay, what if I could only be with, well, let me not flip it around. Let's just call it what it is. So now we, we're expecting certain things to be the same or even more because somebody said 100% consistency sexually. But still in all, the quality time that they want so much is only down to once a month. Mm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like you know, you know, so so we say that they have to prioritize us and make and make time for you know to to fulfill our sexual needs, which makes all the sense in the world. But on the flip side, you know, when we go back to because just like the brother just said, he's trying to uh, uh, emulate the dating stage. So in the dating stage, you had a lot of date nights, a lot of date afternoons, a lot of date, 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 and then you probably had a lot of sex as well. Mm-hmm. So right now, we still want to have a lot of sex, but we cut out the quality time. Mm. You see what I'm saying? You can't have, I don't think we could possibly have one without the other successfully. Wow. True, true. But, I, you know, the way I look at it, and again, it, it could be totally selfish. You know, you kind of knew this was going in. You know, it's like it's like uh, you 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 play for the uh, Lakers or the Heat, and you complain about working on Christmas. I mean, you know, they, yeah, they play the Christmas Day game. I mean, it's just kind of how it is. But you know, and again, that could be selfish because they may not look at it that way. But I'm like, this is not a surprise that that we would be busy and we got kids and this and that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I get it, and believe me, I understand because I go through it myself. But when I try to expect, and I had to do an evaluation myself because I was like that. I was just expecting, 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 but then what I was putting out wasn't the same. So it's like she's not looking at the same person. She's looking at a different person. I'm looking at a different person. I'm looking at, I'm not looking at the same person that used to be off the chain all the time. Now I'm looking at somebody that's responsible and it's looking at, and it's watching the bottom line as well as, the calendar and, and the available time and all that stuff. You know, so for me, it's difficult. You know what I'm saying? I understand it, but 
still in all, if you got to work on Christmas, don't mean you're not going to be a disgruntled employee. Mm. <laughs> well, you show up for work, but it don't mean you're going to show up with a smile on your face, even though you knew it coming in. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if you own your own business, you got to open up, regardless of you <laughs> Want to or not, if that's your business, if you're in that. Yeah, but we're not talking about employment. I mean, you know, we're just talking about, because your brother just said, you know, if you, if you play for the Lakers, don't get mad. If you yeah, you're not going to get mad when you get a $200,000 check. Yeah, you ain't going to be mad. Somebody's going to shut up. But the point that we're trying to make is that he's just saying in marriage, you understand that things are going to change, but some things need to remain the same which I don't really understand how logically that works. And I could be wrong. But let me let me add to what you're saying, um, T Hog, if I may. Um what about compliments? Do y'all consistently give your wife a compliment? I mean, would you say like in a in an average week, you know, we talked about the date the date nights and on a scale of a month, but in an average week how many compliments do you give your wife on average? In an average week, seven days, you know, you're going to work, picking up the kids, doing your thing, you know. A few. I'm going to say a few. I'm going to jump out and say a few. And that had to be, and even that few for me had to be conditioned. What do you mean by that? Well, I had to be conditioned to do it because it got to a point where I didn't really think it was important. Oh. You know what I mean? So I had to condition myself to, Make sure that you compliment. You know, dinner was great last night. I enjoyed, you know what I mean, X, Y, Z. And, you know, I like the way you do, you know, whatever. I had to condition myself to do it because I wasn't, and I was taking it for granted. And I still need help, but, you know, I know I missed some opportunities where I should, but I'm trying to get better. That's something, I, you know, I need to work on. I'll probably do mine a lot. Just because of the fact I'm not home. So the wife has to take care of the kids. She has to get the homework done. She got to get everything done. And then, she, you know, she's just building her own business, too. So, like, she got another customer tonight. So I was singing to her, and she's like, would you get on the call? I was like, yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep up her, her hopes and stuff. So, yeah, you know, I'm always throwing the compliment and, and, and now, you know, Rodney, I I do it so much that I feel like it's almost taken for granted. Not not taken for granted, but I feel like a lot of times she feels like, oh, you're just saying that, you know, mm. you're my husband. That's what you're supposed to say. And I, you know, I really mean these things, but yeah, you know, I, I almost feel like I might have overdone it over the over over the years. So were you looking for something back? Were you, you know, because when I get mine, I'm not looking for anything back. I, I'm saying it. If, if 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 you say thank you, then you know, you say thank you. But if I go in giving a compliment, waiting to receive a certain reaction, then I may be hurting myself because I might not get that certain reaction. So when I give compliments, you know, I give it a good job. You know, great. You know, I love you, and I have meaning behind it. But if I don't get it right back, well, maybe she's mad, or maybe she's in a different mood. But I still 
give it. You know, she's still going to feel that impact of that compliment. So you yeah. saying that the? I mean, you saying that the, does your wife consistently give you compliments? Yeah. So y'all just complimenting each other all all day, all week. Yeah, and, and then sometimes you know she might she, she might throw it out there on Facebook or something, and I'll go and read it. Wow, about you. And she might not even say it to me, but she'll shout it out and brag and say, you know. And so I'll just, you know, hit a like and keep it moving. That's what's up. The That's what's up. Up. I don't get that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't get that either. My wife's not on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, <laughs> but I'm not looking. I mean, there's some compliment. It, it builds my, you know, my spirit when I hear it. But, you know, I do this not because I'm looking for a compliment. I do this to support my family, the things I do. I give because, you know, I'm, you know, I want to keep that relationship going with not only my family, but with, with you know, my Savior. So, you know, I, I don't do it looking for something back. I learned that a long time ago. I used to do, and then I would get pissed off because, when, you know, I was looking for something and I, would, I wouldn't I would get it. I would be left hanging. And that would, that, that would just piss me off to a point where now we're arguing or I, I put, I'm going in solid mode, you know. Yeah. I'm making, I'm making smart comments back. Yeah, that's, a good point. that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I, I didn't think I would expect anything back, but now that you put it like that, maybe maybe I have been. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that, I, I, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think, and, and you talked about something too, brother, that some people don't receive compliments well. You know, it's like, hey, baby, you know, you, you're looking good. Oh, no, this makes me look such a, it's like, what? You look good, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and yeah. and that doesn't help for the next time when you do have a compliment in your mind. You're like, you know what? She really looks good, but I ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah. She ain't gonna she ain't gonna receive it well. But you can't be yeah. fake about it either. You can't be fake about it either. And I've seen people just as fake as a as a, a you know a three dollar bill about it. You know what I mean? You just it's got to be sincere. It's got to be sincere because they can read it. They can pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just like the, just like the, and I say this all the time. You know, you get off the phone. Love you, honey. I love you, honey. Pick up the phone. I love you, honey. I love you, honey. I love you, honey. You know what I mean? They hear it all the time. So when you just, when is it sincere? Even though I mean, they know you love them. But when is it sincere? When the time you really have to say, I love you. It's that time that they miss. See, we, you know, I say I love you every single night because I'm not promised tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I'm at that point in my life. So I don't want to go out by not saying, you know what, I missed my opportunity to tell her that I love her. Yeah, but to me, that's a little superficial. And and I'm not knocking what you're saying, but the reason I'm saying that is because if you go out tonight, she knew yesterday that you loved her. She knew last week that you loved her. She knows how you love her by your actions, not your words. Mm. Right, but she knows. But she knows I'm coming. She, she has that 
that that emotion that I'm, you know, yeah, he knows that I'm loving, but I'm going away from home. Yeah. You know, she knows when I'm coming back, I'm going to say it again. Yeah. It may be consistent. It may be stupid. Because you keep no, saying I'm it and saying, saying it. No, I'm just I'm saying, not saying it's, I'm not saying it's not stupid. stupid as, as like stupid, but I'm just saying it's, it, it gets irrelevant. Like you just hear it all the time. It gets predictable. But, yeah, but, but it, it's going to be that one time where that meaning is going to, you know, you're going to see why he says, you know, why he says he loves you all the time, you know. Okay. All right. All right. Let me so ask when, when, especially when the S hits the fan. Gotcha. Yeah, let me ask you all this with regards to, you know, the compliments and everything. Um, let me give you all a true, true or false, and I'll throw this out to anybody in the group or in the chat room. False. True or false? You're <laughs> I said false. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're probably right, brother, because when I when I read the statement, I mean, you're probably right, right where you need to be. But here's here's the statement: true or false? Your wife is consistently singing your praises. So the brother said false, and he was right, right? Yeah. Your wife is consistently singing your praise. But I think P-town might be the closest because I know that when I see women shouting out their husband on Facebook and not directly, you know, not writing on their wall. You know, just like shouting it out, like their status is like, you know what, my husband is the greatest husband in the world. He did this or, you know. I mean, that, that makes me feel good. I'm like, wow. I mean, they throwing shout out to their husband and not going to their wall saying, hey, honey, just want to let you know you're great. I love you. Bye. It's like shouting out, letting their friends know, letting the world know that, you know, my husband, this guy is doing his thing. And I read it. I'm like, man, that's that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, but she do so jabs when ain't nobody looking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she does both. She, she she's throwing shade and praise. Well, I mean, on the come status. on, man, you gonna get praise for you know all the good stuff you do, you know, but you gonna get it if you make a mistake or you forgot to pay a bill or mm-hmm. why you take you know. Uh, now, 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 let me ask this question. Uh-oh. Could that be <laughs> why you say uh oh? Because <laughs> you know it's coming. <laughs> I know it's coming. Go ahead. <laughs> you know it's coming. You know it's coming. That's how I roll. You know it's coming. But could that be and, and not anything to do with you, Pete Down? Because we know how your wife feels about you. But I'm just saying in the general, could that be a self-serving compliment for the wife to let her Facebook mm. friends know, you know what I mean, or believe that she actually has something? You know, like you know, like buying a, uh, a a nice car for your neighbors to see, but you really can't afford it. Wow, mm-hmm. that's kind of deep. That's kind of deep. That's kind of deep because you know they mm-hmm. do call. I mean, another word for Facebook is brag book. Brag book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's out there bragging. Yeah, look at my new car. You know, look at it. Look at householdstress.com blowing up. You know, look at you know I got a new job. I mean, it's new, new, new. It's brag book. And a That's lot of times it's not it's not it's not genuine. You know what I'm wow. saying? A lot of times it's 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 and you it's always been the rule of thumb for a woman not to brag on your man because then that makes other women want to see if it's real or you know live or memorized. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
me see what this P town is all about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it though. I mean, you know, you know, sometimes you, you know, some people do that and it's genuine, but I believe that some people don't. They just do it to make themselves look good. Well, that may be true. That may be true. I, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, people may do that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's a lot of people go out there and throw pictures of themselves up. It drives me crazy. Look at me. I'm like, why you got another picture of you every day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to see you what you're wearing today. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. not bragging mm-hmm. on yourself. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. I never thought about it that that way. About you know them bragging about their husbands that way. How come? I, I, how, how come we don't do it? When was the last time you saw a guy talking about how great his wife was on Facebook? I've seen that. I've seen that. Not as not as often as um, women talking about um, their man, their husband, though. Gotcha. But I mean, I I have seen it. You know, the rare instance, like my wife, you know, took me out, or she's a great wife, or but it's not as prevalent as. Yeah. yeah. I, I see it more now. Like my boy, he did his little anniversary through the uh, the wedding picture out there on Facebook. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's cool, because if, if I had to find a picture of my wedding picture. Yeah. That's good, though. That's good, though. I mean, sometimes I have to go good. and grab the album. <laughs> it's good that you want to share with your immediate world. Sometimes Facebook is our immediate world, how good, you know, your significant other is. Mm-hmm. As long as it's genuine. And then you got to remember, you know, most men have uh, – a lot of friends that are probably uh, exes or or so they don't want to put all the business out in the street. Or women are a little different. They don't care. They're going to yeah. shout you out. Yeah. But I want to go back to some, something somebody said about how women point out or inconsistencies, you know, when we forgot to pay that bill, you forgot to run them recycle bins to the edge of the curb or put the trash out or whatever it is. Um, but why, why do y'all think women consistently focus on our inconsistencies rather than our consistencies? I know that was That's kind a of great a That's a great difficult question. question. I'll read it again, make sure it didn't go any, over anybody's head. But why do women consistently focus on our inconsistencies rather than our consistency. I think that's a, a, a way of control. How so? Because um, we all know that every woman wants to change a man. So by always being consistent on telling you what your faults are, sometimes they believe that's a way of telling you you need to do something different. Yeah, but I mean, are, are we uh, are we as head of household consistent on the big things, but inconsistent in the little things? You know, I mean, we're 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 paying the bills. You know, the bill may slip, but we'll still get it paid. You know, but it, the big things we we take care of. But you may didn't unload the dishwasher. Well, like I tell her sometimes, I said, that's why I got kids for. 
mean, before kids. I mean, before you had kids. I mean, yeah, before I had kids, you know, you you you. you we, but we do things differently, see, and, and that's the problem that some women don't understand. Now, yes, they do a lot, and they have their process of the way they do things, you know. But we also have a lot of things to do. Um, some things are not seen. Well, majority of that stuff is seen, you know. And then some of our stuff deals with more consistent lifting or carrying or um, moving around or driving place to place. But theirs is more in one general area, if you could say. But why do you think they focus so much attention on the small, petty stuff? Because they figure if they, if they can do what they do, you can do you were you supposed to be able to do what I ask you when I ask you. <laughs> it's the, it goes back to control, man. You know, they want it done when they want it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, just because you asked me, that's why I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's because I'm not going to do it when you want it done. I'll get to it when I, you know, when it's the priority to get to it. Mm. So, so would y'all say, is it our intention to be inconsistent? Now, the brother just said that, you know, his old lady's like, take out that trash or do whatever, but take out that trash. And he's like, you know what? I'm watching the game right now. I'll get to the trash when I'm good and ready. It may be when I get ready for bed in a couple of hours. Maybe but, when I hear it running down the street. We've all done that. We've all done that, you know. But I mean, do, do y'all think it's our intention to be inconsistent? No, absolutely. No. 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 I'm trying to get where you're going with this, but, it, but it's a good question. It's a good question. No, I think. I think Peter kind of alluded to it. You know, we, we're doing so many things that, you know, some of those those things that they're looking for consistency on, you know, just aren't, aren't at the top of our list. And so it's not that we're meaning to be inconsistent, but we just are, like, a little lazy with it. Because, <laughs> because we've, been, we've, been, we've been putting it down with, with all the things that we've prioritized. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so would you, would would y'all say that? Um, do you sometimes feel like you're being taken for granted? Huh? You know, because we talked about the how we are consistent on, on the big things. You know, we do come home on time. We're not running the streets. The mortgage is paid. The heat is running. You know, the car has gas, but. You may didn't clean out the tub or something, you know. But who is that guy? I just want to know who that guy is, that guy you just described. It does all of that. <laughs> what do you mean? That's Rodney. That's Rodney. <laughs> Not me. That's the other Rodney. He's doing it all over there. Right, Rodney? <laughs> I'm laughing about it. He, he was the hey. first one to laugh when I asked the question. Exactly, because he knows he's doing it all. 
All I all, all I know is I just walked through the door. So in terms of that being on time thing, <laughs> <laughs> you're late. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, Dennis Cole, Dennis Cole, and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that guy you're talking about doesn't exist. So, so we do the best that we can. <laughs> And a lot of times the best that we can just, I mean, but it really isn't enough. Think about it. Mm. We like mm. to say it's the best we can, but it's not enough. Because there's something we go, and the reason why I say it's not enough, because they're going to find us out. They're going to find something. They're going to point out what we didn't do. So if we do everything we can possibly do, it's still going to be something that's going to come up that we didn't do. So it's mm. never going to be enough. That brother just said a mouthful. You you don't even know how profound what you just said about finding out and going back and 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 wow. I want to play. I want to play a clip, fellas. It's ten o'clock. I want to take this thing in a different direction really quickly. Ten seconds, fellas. What about our past? Why do women consistently bring up our past failings? Do y'all think they prefer judging us by our past? Our past screw-ups? I think that's a um, a rookie wife move. Mm. I think that's a woman with no game that'll do that. Because you, I mean, you can't get anything positive from a man out of doing that. You can't make him excel in any area by doing that. You just keep him back in that same position. Yeah, and, it, and it's actually counterproductive to the woman. You know, we always talk about women with game. A woman with game will never do that. They keep them pumped up on cloud nine the whole time and get everything she wants out of them. Showing that appreciation. No doubt. But, and this is a this is kind of a weird question, but have, have y'all ever felt like that she would appreciate you more if you were gone? And, and and by gone, I mean off of here, six feet under, or out of the picture. You know, maybe things just didn't work out, you know, separated or whatever, and you divorced and you moved on. And do, do, Have y'all ever felt like she would appreciate you more if, if, if you were gone? Yes, 10 says yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An emphatic yes, too. But why is that? I mean, if, if they, why would they appreciate us more if we weren't here? Does that make any sense? Anybody? Why would why would why would they appreciate us more when we're gone? The thoughts of everything that you did, I guess. You know, that reminiscence. 
I think that's they remember. Human, yeah, I think that's just a human nature issue, man. I don't really think that it's it's it it stays with the woman. You know, I think that we all capable of not appreciating what we have. You know what I mean? And once it's gone, you're like, man, I really had something good. I think that's on both sides of the coin. I'm not going to give them that. I give them a lot, but I ain't going to give them that one. But that's kind of deep, you know, that, and for both sides, you know, you don't, you know, they say you don't miss something, you know, till it's gone, um, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <sighs> and then you got to throw that grass is greener theory in, too. Mm-hmm. That has a lot to do with it, too. You think that, you know, that it's better somewhere else. Or that, you know, you being in this situation, you're missing out on something else. You know. You know, and then you step out there and realize, man, I had it good all along. But you but, but you said it was on both sides, but who do y'all think consistently complains and is ungrateful? Is it men or women? Consistently complaining about something. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> said women. <laughs> hey man, that's not a trick question, is it? Hey, hey, listen, listen. This is not, not a trick this, question. Did we not start this conversation off with a complaint? And last I checked, wasn't that but men on this phone? Mm. <laughs> mm. Talk about it. <laughs> I knew you were coming out with that. <laughs> true, true. Mm-hmm. Inconsistent in bed. Remember that? What is there a difference between complaint and nagging? Mm. Then, then if it's complaining, then that may be us. If it's nagging, well, we already know who went that one. But, I mean, with, with regard to, you know, the complaining or the, or the, the ungrateful, I mean, do, does anybody does anybody feel that they have to consistently hold their tongue or walk on eggshells around that lady? You know, maybe you do have a complaint, like, you need to stop that nagging. But you're just kind of like, you know what, I don't, I don't even want to go there. You just kind of hold your tongue and just kind of. Keep it moving. Anybody? Well, I don't know about I don't know about being on eggshells, stepping on eggshells, but um, I think there is a there's a threshold, right? You have to choose your battles, kind of thing. You, have to fight. <laughs> you can't fight the little thing that goes on. <laughs> I believe that one. <laughs> and a while back. Um, some of y'all remember, but we, we did an episode entitled, Are You Keeping Score? Mm-hmm. Who consistently keeps score? Men or women? Who more consistently keeps score? Mm. <laughs> Justin said women again. <laughs> You're going hard out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. 
Do y'all think women are, are the ones who more consistently keep score? I mean, there's some things. There's some things men are gonna keep score on now. Don't get me wrong, because uh, you know, if you ain't getting any, you you keeping score. You know exactly when the last one was. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> you keeping score. <laughs> and that's where that's actually where we started, Rodney. Is uh, you know, those consistent complaints from the married man. No passion. No, you know, uh, consistent excuses. You know, tired, I'm tired with a headache, that sort of thing, and inconsistent with the foreplay. Yeah, we 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 tallying all that up in our mind. But don't women do that too? Or or is or is as as guest ten said, men only keep score regarding sex. Everything else, you know, she didn't make your favorite dinner this month. You're not gonna take her down. You know, you know she don't. Getting subtractions for that. Right, we we prioritize. (laughs) 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 That's good. Prioritize. (laughs) But are people who are dating or engaged? Now let's compare. Let's break this down. Um, Are people who are dating or engaged more consistent? or less consistent than married folks? Are people who are dating or engaged more consistent or less consistent than married folks, generally speaking? You know, maybe it's the date night. Maybe it's the passion in the bedroom. You know, maybe it's the consistent compliments. Are people who are dating or engaged more consistent than us married folks? They're probably more consistent, yes. Why? Yeah. Because you're trying to keep that thing together. (laughs) Trying to make it in the promised land. Yeah, you know. You know I mean, <laughs> I'm just. I mean, if you if you date and the bedroom is you know on fire, you 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 do not want the temperature to go down. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, so, so you you working all the angles. You you know you giving the compliments. You know, true or false, you working it. So. Mhm. <laughs> so yeah, every everybody agrees that the single the single folks is, are more consistent. Enough. Oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Those who are single, those who are single and dating. Let me clarify. Because those who are just single, they probably just single and not dating because they're not so consistent. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Hmm. What about uh, exercise? How consistently do y'all exercise? I know I don't. I don't exercise at all. I'm a, I'm a stud, just you know, just how I am. You know, <laughs> eat, eat, eat what I want. You know, I don't have to exercise. You know, I'm just, you know, it, it is what it is. I got good genes. So, but but how how consistently do y'all exercise? <laughs> well, I just started back. So, Jersey of Valente. <laughs> yeah. You got Jordan's jeans, right? That's right. <laughs> old school. Old school. Yeah. He got some Sergio. He got Sergio jeans. That's what he got. Those are his jeans. You still putting on the fall Sebastian's cologne. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's good. 
what you P Town, you say you, you exercise, brother? I just started back, man. I was getting out of shape. Wife said, uh and uh this was one of her uh hey you need to She's getting it. We talked about this on the call before, but now she's getting at that. I'm, I'm getting ready to be a little older, mm-hmm. and um, now my, you know, my sister ended up getting uh, something, and uh, she became a diabetic last year. So now she's on me, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and she's consistent on it. So I started back in that treadmill. Yeah. So what, what about her? You exercise, but what, what about your wife? How consistently does she exercise? Well, that's a different story. She's starting <laughs> to eat more healthier. We're, we're starting to eat more healthier, but uh, I ain't, I ain't going to say she, she's consistent on the treadmill. As I, <laughs> <laughs> that's not politically correct. <laughs> yeah, you better be, keep it politically be careful, correct, brother. Yeah, be, be careful. careful. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I know, I know. But you know, she is exercising. The kids, they do, uh, they do something different. She does it with the kids. Like they got the, the little PlayStation. They put mm-hmm. the little, the little workout on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And they, they do that. That you know, I just I can't got, see myself doing the little workout on the PlayStation. Hey, I listen, 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 listen. Xbox got this joint called Personal Trainer that will make you quit after three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, man. I think I paid forty bucks for that thing. I used it one time. <laughs> I don't even look at it anymore. I walk by the house and look the other way. That's how crazy that joint is. <laughs> Yeah, I got one for my Xbox, but it's not the personal trainer. I got one, uh, Your Shape, uh, Fitness Evolved, and um, it's uh, it, I bought it for my wife for a Christmas gift. And um, but it, 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 I mean, when you walk off the screen, it's like, hey, where, where are you going? Yeah, that's for the connect. That's right. Yeah, and like, yeah. what in the world? I mean, I don't use it. You know, again, I'm a stud. You know, so I don't have to use these things. But, um, you know, my wife, she's on the Xbox. She's, she, We have a treadmill. Um, she has a bicycle that she rides. So she's, I mean, a regular. She regularly exercises, whereas me, I just run around and, uh, you know, do my thing. But I never, I can't remember the last time I was on the treadmill. And, you know, she had me do some, some jump rope, some jump rope exercises on the Xbox, and I about fell out. Um but I did go bike riding, uh, pulling, uh, you know, pulling a bike trailer with two kids five miles, uh, and that was definitely a workout. Um, but P Town, you mentioned uh, something about uh, eating healthy, um, and I try to eat healthy, and uh, my my wife does too. She makes healthy things. But what what about the rest of y'all? Do y'all try to consistently eat healthy or? You know, your wife, does she try to um, make sure y'all have healthy healthy meals in the house? Or is, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we uh, less with the grease. I, I remember the last time I touched some, some oil in the house, you know, uh, doing more baking, 
less eating out. We still eat out sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, she's always calling me, telling me the kids, we, you know, they they eat tuna or or they uh, eating some baked chicken or she'll put it on the, the George Foreman, you know, to get the grease out of it. And then like this past weekend, you know, I, I I did get my grub in on Sunday after uh-huh. church. Mm-hmm. I got it in. Where y'all go? But then we got on the grill and we had cabbage for dinner. We had cabbage, you know, uh, one starch and and one meat chicken on uh-huh. the grill. So so yeah. that you know. And then it and then it was boneless chicken, so the meat was thinner and tender. So it wasn't that. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Honestly, man, you know we talk about eating good and all that stuff and the way to cook it without the grease, but then we go ahead and throw the hot sauce and the salt on it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing um, we got away from is the salt. You know, we use like herbal. It, which has still has some sodium in it, but it's not as as potent as just salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be like no extra salt. I mean, it, this is what the doctor told me: no extra salt. The food right. is cooked. The food is seasoned when it's cooked, if, uh, unless you're getting it at a hospital. If not, it's cooked and it's seasoned. <laughs> no extra salt, no seasoned salt, none of that. Just eat it. You know, just learn to eat it. And then it comes to a point where salty food starts to taste bad. You know the ketchup's got a lot of salt in it. The barbecue mm-hmm. sauce got a lot of salt in it. So we gotta watch. We gotta watch that stuff too. Mm-hmm. And then the sodas, killer. Coffee with a lot of sugar in it, killer. Yeah, I don't yep. drink. I think that's why I'm a stud because I don't drink sodas or coffee or alcohol. <laughs> oh, I get my coffee in, but I, I drink my black with nothing in it. So yeah, yeah. I'm drinking drink water, water and beans. You know, water, water and, and beans. Uh, Water and lemonade or any kind of fruit juice, uh, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you talk about, um, you know, sitting down and, and, you know, having dinner and, and talking to your wife. How consistently do y'all, um, you and your wife, sit down and talk about your finances? I know my story, you know, I used to be a lot better. Um, but, you know, honestly, since I, I had this third child, you know, um, half the time I don't even want to open my mail. Oh. And I'm I'm serious with it, fellas. I mean, it's it's like I I got mail literally sitting up there piled up, and, and I just you know so. And you ain't got to tell me. You know, thankfully I've got you know everything set up uh, electronically, so I ain't really gotta open it. You know, it'll be paid on you know on the on the date when it's supposed to be paid, and you know that kind of stuff. So, you know, I got I got so much mail I need to open, and but I mean the conversation that we. We used to have uh, weekly and, and monthly conversations, and, you know, we don't have them anymore. And it's my fault, you know, because I, I handle all the finances, as uh, some of you know. And um, But I used to initiate the conversations because, you know, of course, the wife is like, well, you know, where are we with this? You know, we have some savings goals, that sort of thing. How's, your, how's our money looking and everything, you know, um, but I mean, I I can't remember the last time we had a sit down and chat about where we are financially, um, and I think that's you know because you know 
even though we had the third child, I did get a raise at my job, a substantial raise. And, you know, thankfully, you know, thank God, you know, everything is there. So I don't really, I'm not really, I guess I'm not really pinching pennies anymore. So I'm just, I don't even want to look at it. And plus I don't, you know, the little bit of time I do have, I, I don't want to sit and do that. I just don't, you know. So, I mean, that's just me, but. Maybe y'all a little better than a little better than I am. I, I mean, are y'all consistently, you know, communicating with your wife, you know, about where you are with your finances? Maybe it's weekly, maybe it's monthly, you know, or are y'all in the same boat as I am? Never. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm never? in the same boat as you. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that, Rodney? Uh-huh. Why you say never? <laughs> never. We've, we've never had that conversation. I handle the finances. We have the same goals. We align the goals. I make sure we get there. She's okay with that. That's what's up. Wow. That's what's up, Rod. They don't need to have no further conversations on, on anything like that, which is cool. <laughs> that's, like you said, yeah, that's what's up. That's cool, but that doesn't mean all the other areas are in line. <laughs> <laughs> but that one works. <laughs> so she trusts you in that department, but she may not that trust one, you in the dishwasher. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. What do you say, P-Town? You say you are having that conversation weekly? No, I said I am not. I need to begin having it weekly because, you know, we're doing more. But I was like you. You know, everything is is automated. When the bills come, I rarely even look at it. Now, if I miss something, she'll she'll make sure I know about it. You know, something didn't, didn't get set up properly for the month or something, you know, to become out on time. But, um, you know, now we talk about it more because we both got businesses. Right, right. So this is, I mean, you're serious with it. I mean, the, the money got to be right. Yeah, because, you know, you know, you know, the way we get paid is not the exact same. We get paid like teachers now. Mm. We both get paid once a month unless we she has a single job. So, you know, you got to be a little bit more cautious of how we do things. Yeah, that once-a-month paycheck is a bit different. I know that uh, parts of my corporation, you know, they, um, depending on the state, they pay you once a month. and But, you know, in my state, they pay us twice a month, and the middle of the month and the, and the last day of the month. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I probably would hate being paid once a month because I'll I, I probably run through that by the fourth of the month. <laughs> be like, man, we don't have another paycheck coming to the first. <laughs> but that's just, that's just more motivation to bring in more work. Now, yeah. I, I understand now my, you know, when I was working for a company, I would never understand. But now I understand that, you know, more invoices, more invoices, more billable hours, you know, why it's so important to a company. Because that's how they pay their folks. Because usually companies only get paid if if it's contracted companies once a month. And sometimes they don't get paid two months. So, you know, you got to be cautious depending on who's paying them. Yeah, because so you, you, uh, you know, you're your own boss now. That's right. Yeah, so getting the contracts in is one thing, but getting them settled, getting them paid, getting that revenue coming in. Sometimes you gotta hound them people down for stuff like that. That's that's right. So you gotta be aggressive. You gotta right. be uh, tough. 
and then you know you're always watching at the bottom line and the numbers. So. Mhm. Yeah, and I know that one bill I make sure I don't miss, and that's that water bill. Cause around here, you miss the water bill, they give you one notice, and they cut your joint off. I mean, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty every serious. Three months. <laughs> yeah, and it's once every three months, you know. So you might miss it, you know. But I'm, I'm looking for the water bill, cause and then it comes when they send it to you, it looks like a check. So I think that's on purpose. Oh, it just like, came oh, I, last week. Yeah, I'm like, I got a check, and it's like, oh, that's the water bill, <laughs> you know. But it, it's, it's been time where I got a red notice. I was like, I, I need to do better, you know, because I was like, this is unacceptable, and I know that. I know the reconnection fee is something fierce, too, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it's something mean. It ain't like $20, you know, but it's, you know, and I know that I would be in hot water, you know, if that, <laughs> pun intended, uh, with, with the missus, if that would ever happen. Because she trusts me, like the brother said, you know, he's got some financial goals, and, you know, um, thankfully his wife is like, all right, you know, get there, brother, you know, I'll, I'll let you. As long as, like he just said, as long as I don't mess that up, I mean, it's, it's kind of like you know, one of them, one of them bills you got on your credit report, or what have you. You miss a payment, then it's on my well, but never mind. Then I we might just take you to court. That, that'll be that'll be uh, that'll be my wife. Let, let me mess up from time to time. We will have discussions every day. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I mean that would be a problem because. I mean, then you'd be, you know, you'd be betraying her trust, and you know that 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 would be something, you know, where the, things would have to change. <laughs> so, but what about what about the kitties? What about the little kitties? Um, when it when it comes to disciplining the kids, who's more consistent in your house, you or your wife? When it comes to disciplining the kitties, who's more consistent, you or your wife? Hmm. I know That's Tony. Me. You know Tony. Tony got great grandkids, so you know he he don't he don't. <laughs> but I know in my house, I know in my house, my wife is more consistent disciplining the kids. And you know, I, I'll be honest, fellas. I mean, she is. You know, and sometimes I'll be like standing there watching her discipline our kids, and I'm like, I just missed another opportunity. But I mean, she is a consistent disciplinarian, um, and I can be a disciplinarian, but I'm not consistent. I'm inconsistent, and I don't know if that's because I have daughters. You know, I, I don't know, or I'm just a softy. You know, but she is consistent when it comes to the discipline. I will say that. But what about y'all? When it comes to disciplining the kids, or the, you know. Um, Great grandkids that uh, T Hawk got, but I mean, it's who's more consistent, you know, you or your wife? <laughs> <Of course. laughs> I believe uh, mine is more 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 fierce. My wife is the disciplinary in the house, okay. but when she says, "All right, passing the torch." That's when they know they're about to get it. Yeah, and then then it kind of it, it jumps off. It, it gets ugly. So she don't want to pass it to you until it gets serious. Yeah, she usually has it until it gets serious. Mm-hmm. 
It's almost it, it's almost it's funny because it's almost like old school. I, I, we were actually laughing about this the other day because we was watching something and says when your daddy gets home and and, it, and it's just funny because that's what she tells him like you know when your daddy comes home and I'm gonna tell him what he did and it's like they, they straighten up. <laughs> mhm, mhm. They know daddy don't play. Yeah, so it's pretty funny, man, but you don't pay attention until until you see it, until you're at that point where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, now she done put the word out. Now I got to come strong because if I don't. Right. Yeah, she depending on then, you. That's right. Well, all things considered, fellas, um, and good words, P-Town, all things considered, would you say that your wife is consistent or inconsistent? Whether it be discipline, whether it be financial decisions or whatever, all things considered, would you say your wife is consistent or inconsistent? Do you have a consistent wife or inconsistent wife? Extremely consistent. Yeah, extremely consistent. Who said extremely? How you know? Why why you say extremely, brother? Yeah, I mean, you know, you said all things considered, so we, we're taking in, into account everything, you know, household, um, kids, her job, <clears throat> taking care of me, you know, taking care of her other family members. I mean, just very consistent. You know, it's really only one or two gripes that we have. We, we kind of went over those earlier in the fall. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's good. I think my wife is consistent as well. You know, I think that uh, does anybody on 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 here have an inconsistent wife? Oh, we all got consistent wives. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm gonna break that down real quick since we all got consistent wives. Is she more consistent as a mother or as a wife? I don't know. Can't call it? 
Well, I'm gonna make it easy for you. What about you? Are you more consistent as a father or as a husband? That should be easy. <laughs> Are you more consistent as a father or as a husband? Hmm. Yeah, I think for me, I'd say husband. Go ahead, Rodney. Yeah, I think for me, it, it would be a husband. I'm not as consistent. Uh, well, my kids are older, too. I'm saying in terms of following up with them and, you know, giving them the call, texting them, whatever the case is. I'm sporadic at that. I'm not real consistent at, at keeping in touch, but that's just me and phones in, in general anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, you know, with my wife, we're pretty we're pretty consistent individuals because uh, I don't know. Some you might consider it boring, but we're kind of regimented in the things that we do. So I think all they consider I'm more consistent with my wife than my kids. Good words. Anybody else? Which one are you more consistent as, a father or a husband? And all I said was my kids, that, uh, my kids were older. I didn't say I had great grand. Yeah, T.R. got great, great grand. Oh. Great, 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 great grand. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, T.R.? Is T.R. more consistent as a father or a husband? Which one is it? It's a mix, man. It's a mix for me. Okay. I wouldn't say either or. You know what I mean? I try to juggle the best that I can. Mm. You know, um, you know, I just do. I do put my wife first. True. I make sure I do that. You know, and then everything else is a juggle. Gotcha. Your I don't have you. I don't have young kids like you do. Right. I'm done with that. You know what I mean? So for me, it's a little easier. Right. Yeah. What about your own father, T. Hawk? Was he inconsistent? Uh, I'm not going to say that. I wouldn't say he was inconsistent. I think whatever he, whatever he did, that's what I. He did what I expected him to do. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean that that I knew what he was going to do and what he wasn't going to do. It's just how he was. You see what so I'm he saying? Was he, didn't make, he was consistent. Yeah, he didn't make a lot of promises, and I ain't get a lot. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm <not> just saying. <laughs> I, but but I knew going in. You know what I mean? With him. So, but he was a good father, and you know, the other thing that's between him and his wife. Yeah, true that. True that. Anybody yeah. else? Was your father consistent or inconsistent? I know my father was uh, pretty consistent. Um, and, you know, he, he really didn't say too much, but kind of like t Hawk, I mean, he, he pretty much knew what was going to happen, even though he didn't say that much. Um, but he was definitely consistent, definitely consistent. But what about y'all? What about... Um, you know, was your father or the father figure in your life, was he consistent or inconsistent? My father was very consistent, too. Very consistent. 
treated all his kids, seven of us, treated them all the same, consistent with my mother, consistent on the jobs. Um, you know, he was he was just consistent. Still is consistent, hardworking, even though he's 80. He's uh, he's still consistent in the things that he's able to do. And, and and more importantly, he was consistent at his word. That's one thing he took more, uh, or he takes, I should say, more, uh, uh, takes more accountability over than anything else. That if he says something, you can believe he's going to do it. If he says he's going to roll out at 9 o'clock, you better be ready by 9 o'clock because 901, he's gone. You left at the door holding your bag. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, no, I can agree with that. I believe my dad was more consistent with his word. You didn't make that di- deadline. He won't wait on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we're all, you know, on here um, pretty consistent with keeping our word, you know, whether it be with, you know, our wives or other people. I mean, I think we're, we're all pretty consistent with that. But um, I want to take that that word in a different direction. Um, And I I asked this question earlier, um, but I'm going to ask it again. Does anybody have a problem with being consistently faithful? But this time, I mean faithful to God. First time I asked it, I meant faithful as far as being faithful to your wife. Cheating, infidelity, all that good stuff. But now, does anybody have a problem with consistently being faithful to God? Okay, now that question has a lot of layers. It does. It does. But it also has a a counter question. Okay. And how can you really truly be faithful to God? When we all fall short all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting somewhere, bro. Right. So, so, so let me add a third question to that. The pinnacle question is, um, are you consistent with God with where you're adding your relationship with him? Just to your point, you can't That's be... That's question. You, 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 can't be uh, you can't be completely faithful because we're not going to be there. But day by day we grow, we you know, we learn some other things about ourselves that there be or things about God that we shouldn't be doing. So the question would be, um are you at least faithful in where you're at in your relationship with God? You can't do no more than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and again we all make promises to God. You know we're gonna we're gonna pray more. We're gonna read more. We're gonna stop cursing less. You know we're gonna you know certain things that we do. And I guess within the realm of 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 of, of the the agreements and the promises that we've made to God, are we faithful in that respect? Mm. Something something within within saying in our own lane, are we you know faithful in that respect? I think would be a question. Now, you just said something, T-Hawk. I don't think you realized it, but... Um, I realize it, man. I just said it. I realize it. 
You wouldn't have said it if you didn't realize it. Exactly, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think yesterday. he did. I, I don't think he did because I think that I think I said it for each one of you guys, and I said that because I know each one of you, especially the ones that are speaking. Um, and I said that we all, pretty much for the most part, whether it be with our wife or other people, we keep our word. Now, T. Hall just said that, however, we make promises to God. We we say we're going to do this or do that, and we don't. So are we consistently only keeping our word with humans and not God? I mean, when it comes to human, when it comes to the wife, it's like you say you're going to be there a certain time, they know you're going to be there. Or you say you're going to do something, they know you're going to do something. But when yeah, it comes to God, are we more inconsistent with him? Rodney, you know that's not true. It's you know not. that's not true. No, man. You keep your word with everything you say to your wife? Really? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know I don't. I tried. I know I tried. I tried. But well, nobody corrected me. Nobody corrected me when I said that. I, y'all are silently nodding like, yeah, yeah, nah, I keep my word. Yeah. We're just nope. listening to you, man. We couldn't believe you saying that. Are <laughs> like, you really saying that? <laughs> if we did that, <laughs> this conversation would not exist. That's it. Wow. <laughs> If we consistently kept our word with our wife, this conversation would not exist. Exactly. If everybody told the truth and did what they said they were going to do, we would not be on this phone call right now. Yeah. Don't get wrong with that one. Don't get wrong with that one. He did. He did. He did. But, I mean, Tony said something else about the question I asked about, you know, does anybody have a problem with being consistently faithful to God. And he said that that question has a lot of layers. And I want to add a couple more layers to it. When it comes to being faithful to God, who's more consistent, you or your wife? Mm. I know. I, I know for me, I, I I don't I mean that, that may be a toss up because you gotta be yeah. careful because you, you be know the, your, your your wife may pray and, and worship him in a different way than you do. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's why I, I was I was hesitant to answer that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know who's more consistent? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, because I'm the same way when I when because there there would be a point where. I would start to question her faithfulness as far as the daily regiments and the prayer life and all this stuff. But then I had to back up and say, but who am I? Because that's for her relationship with him. You see what I'm saying? I can't get in between that because just like she said, I don't know when she, you know, when her, her, her she goes into her prayer closet. I don't know when. I'm not around her 24-7 to see when she reads. She may have me lapped, and I just don't know it. Yeah. I mean, I know when we both go to bed, you know, we're both on knees praying. But I don't know what she she she, she prays about during the day. I mean, I pray at different times. I'm not consistent at the same time I talk to her. So. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And she can be praying for you, and you don't even know it. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going <laughs> to... You, know, you don't want to block nothing. You don't want to block nothing by saying she's, you know, less holy. Uh-uh. You never know. That's right. We ain't you blocking know. no prey. Yeah. No... Yeah, some... Yeah. Hello? I, oh, yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, I mean, say say she is more consistent with being faithful to God. I want to add another layer to it. Does it really matter if the wife is more faithful than the head of household? I mean, as long as somebody in the house is faithful, does it matter? Actually, yes, it matters. It matters. It does. It matters. Matters. Why? It matters. Yeah. Somebody said why? Because the God, yeah. the God book says that way. Is it that we should? I mean, you, you know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, you can't be, you can't, you can't. I think your wife is put in a vulnerable situation. I think you. I, I think your wife is put in a vulnerable situation when she's the one seeking the Lord more so than you. I think when 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 she's in church by herself, she's in a vulnerable situation. Your family's in a vulnerable situation when the head is not represented. You know what I mean? I mean, that's my personal view of it. I believe as men, we need to take that position. You know what I'm saying? So they know, uh, you know, for me to go to go to this family, attack this family, I'm going to have to go with the head because the head is strong. We see it. We know the head is strong. But when the head is weak and the other part is strong, then you can be infiltrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, see... Because the president needed prayer yesterday when he had uh, Biden walking behind him. But he really needed prayer when Michelle rolled her eyes and wanted to smack the crap out of him for hitting her in the shoulder while she was trying to get her eat on. That's a different type of prayer. I mean, we pray different is what I'm saying. As men, you know, our wives are praying for us to, to be the lead, but we have to pray that we can keep everything together. Mm-hmm. You know, we we got to pray that we can go to work the next day and we get home safely. Mm-hmm. I'm praying to make sure that whoever does the bill has enough money to do the bill. You know, we got to pray that, you know, we can continue to pay that life insurance or, you know, pray that, you know, that God gives us, just like you say, the weekend because we know the bill was due Friday and they usually shut it off, but because of the weekend, they might give us until Monday to pay that, you know, that water bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we can they have might. water for over the weekend. <laughs> they might. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's like I think it's like anything else. But it's a else. different type of prayer. Yeah, yeah. You, 
you know, women gonna pray for the kids a little bit more than us. We're gonna pray at the high level, make sure he goes to school and he's safe. They may pray for a little bit more. Pray he don't get sick and everything. It's just hard to balance out prayer when when you talk about consistency in prayer. Mhm. But but P town, I I just think that. It's like, and you know, and I may be thinking a little old-fashioned. I may not be thinking in the 2013, but I think that it's it's like everything else, man. We got to go out, you know. It's our responsibility to go out and 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 get the food and bring it back in to the house. Make sure everybody eats. Right. And I think it's also with the word too. You know what I mean? We got to go out and get the word and bring it back in. Make sure everybody eats. It's the same thing. You know, you just can't you just can't leave it up to chance that she's going to do that because it's really not her responsibility. It's not. It's like yesterday, for instance. I took the kids to the inauguration, right? Mm-hmm. And on the way back home, it was instead of just saying, "Man, that was great." We saw, you know, Beyonce was the conversation. The conversation wasn't Beyonce. It was why was this significant? Let's talk about it. Why is it important that you see this in your development and growth? So, you know, in your relationships, you you, you do things to say, why is it important for us to make sure we have date night? You know, why is it important that we sit down and do a better job communicating on the bills instead of once a week? Why is it important that we have consistency in the bedroom? Okay. And and T Hog also said that in good words, P Town. But T Hog also said that it's our responsibility, you know, to go out and get the word, which is you know essentially the food. But does the Bible say anything about consistency? Yeah, Ten Commandments. Yep, yep, yep. That's that's one example. And I know uh, Matthew five and thirty-seven says, "Let what you say be simply yes or no. Mm-hmm. Anything more than this comes from evil." Mm. I like that. I ain't never heard yeah. that, but I like it. But how is how, how is the Bible itself consistent? <clears throat> the Bible is consistent because you have multiple stories from multiple people that basically say multiple things consistent. So exactly. you know it's coming from the Word of God. Because so you exactly. got multiple people saying that it came from my other side. And then they provide, back it up, follow it up with examples. Exactly. And there's no other book that does that. And, and you're science right. is unable to do that. Yeah, and you're exactly right, Peter. And, and like you said, that's why we can trust it. Mm-hmm. But did y'all know 
that there are 63,779 cross-references in the Bible. 63,779 cross-references where one person may say this, another person may say this, or another situation, and it connects. 63,779 times cross-references. I got to write that down. Let me write that down. 63,779. And don't play it in the pick five. Yeah, but um, and the Bible is is also itself uh, consistent because in Second Timothy it says that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And we know that God himself is consistent because what, 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 what do people always say? He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's mm-hmm. what my grandma used to say. That's, a, that's what the old heads say. So we know, you know, his book is consistent. He's consistent. So let me ask you all this, fellas. So if God is consistent, and you're steadily striving to be consistent as a husband and a father. Wouldn't that send a message to your wife, your kids, and the people around you that you're trying to be Christ-like? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, true or false, fellow, an and inconsistent Christian is an oxymoron. So, but, but 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 Rodney, why can't you just tell them, "Hey, I'm Christ-like"? Just with words. Just with words. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> words are good, right? Don't words work? Yeah. Hey, y'all, I'm Christ-like. With <laughs> but T-Hawk, now we can. You know, it's one thing that, that, you know, we can tell a lie, but we can also live a lie. Same thing as we can tell the truth, but we also need to live the truth. Understood. 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 So so how can we expect, fellas, how can we expect people to accept what we say if our lifestyle says something different? I mean, as Christians, how how believable are we? The brother just said, hey, I'm Christ-like. How believable are we if our lifestyle says something different? He called a hypocrite is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and isn't that one of the main problems with living the Christian life is inconsistency? Yeah, because it's hard. Because you have to you have to make a choice. And like you said, I mean, the church is full of a bunch of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. And I'm not maligning the church, but I mean, it is what it is. Well, that's why they come to church, because we all are sick. I tell everybody in the name, we all are sick. We all have problems. We're not perfect, and we make mistakes. Because, the, you know, our conscience, somehow... Christians believe sometimes that their their conscience is is the Holy Spirit also, and they don't know how to to difference between the two. Say that part again, man. I said that 
sometimes Christians think their conscience is also the Holy Spirit, and they don't know how to do um, they don't know the difference between the two. Okay. So so what that means is that um, you may be driven a, a certain way, and that's because your conscience is really driven you to a certain way, but the Holy Spirit didn't say go that way. The what? Holy Spirit what? But, but the Holy Spirit didn't say go that way. Your conscience drove you to to do something. Your conscience says, you know, I need that drink. I'm stressed. I need that drink. But the Holy Spirit didn't say, go get that drink. And and that's what sometimes uh, Christians are dealt with. So you're saying it's a battle between the Holy Spirit and your conscience. That's it. It's always a battle. That's why wow. I, I never looked at it that way. That's interesting. Uh, and the reason why. Mm-mm. And, and I don't know if I'm if I agree with you 100. percent Well, it's just the same thing. Let's let's, let's look at it this way. Uh, you're a Christian. You read the Bible every day. You know it's faithful, right? But you know your eyes. But you you struggle with uh, let's say pornography, right? And a lot of Christian brothers do. Go ahead, okay. bro. Okay. Okay. All right. And you, 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 you know, your Holy Spirit said you. You ask the Holy Spirit, you ask God to remove this, this pain from you. But every single day, you got that. Your conscience is saying, "Man, let's go see what's on that, on that page today." Oh man, okay. But you think that's a conscious, serious nerve, man? That's a Man, that's a strong line. Uh, let me introduce myself real quick. Uh, Rodney, this is Martis, man. Hey, what's up, brother? Go ahead. I'm Go good. ahead and speak on it. Yeah. I'm sorry coming at the end of Malcolm X after he didn't, you know, turn his hair red and grew the beard. I'm at the end of the movie. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're good, <laughs> man. At, You're good, yeah, man. I'm at the speak on room, man. But I, it's interesting you said that, bro. I don't know how much time. I think you guys only go to 11. But um, let me say this real quick. When you said uh, the pornography thing, you're right. Because I tell people, you know, hey, I see people too. I know it ain't just me and Kirk Franklin. It's got to be more Christians than that. But what's interesting with that, brother, is when you say pornography, it's just like any other addiction, whether it's hogging dyes or, you know, your, your bourbon, whatever it is. And it's people say I'm cool, but you keep access to it, you know. And as long as you keep the action, they call it willpower. You know, I used to have a family member to smoke. I'm like, she's I'm going to quit. But, like, well, what's with the emergency pack of cigarettes? That's just in case. I'm not going to touch it. But I'm just, just leave it alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It sounds crazy, but people have their favorite. If you've been on the porn stuff, you got your favorite sites. You know which ones and ones led to other ones. You're like, oh, okay, I need real real specific with the, with the genre of, of porn I want. But... If you don't get rid of the root of it, it's always going to be there, man. You bring up Christianity. That, in reality, if you read the story carefully, that is the story of Adam and Eve. God told Adam to not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Eve was questioned by Satan as to what she knew. She said, we're not supposed to eat of it or touch it. God never talked to Eve. Eve wasn't even around. He talked to Adam. 
That means that Adam took what he learned from God and gave it to Eve in a bad form. It's a bad form because, and I'm going to close, God never said not to touch it. He said don't eat of it because God will never put something in your life that you won't have the power to get rid of on your own. It was in the midst of the Garden of Eden. That means every day they woke up, they had to walk past it, walk around it, they saw it with their eyes. They never took, he never took the temptation out. I know that's true because when God saw the, when God saw the evil spring up in heaven, he got rid of it. He got rid of it completely, cut Satan off completely, changed his name from Lucifer to Satan, didn't hang around, wasn't demoted, didn't stay in the back of heaven, got rid of it completely. When you decide to get rid of something completely, whether it's procrastination or porn or whatever, that's when you change that. Wow. Wow. That's good, brother. That's good. Wow. I'm talking as a man who year after year BSs in the wintertime about going to the gym, training, Memorial Day, I'm going to be in shape, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Every year, March comes around, fresh cut grass. Oh, my God. Spring is here. (laughs) I'm nowhere in shape. I got to (laughs) hurry up. They be humping and pumping. And then Memorial Day comes, barbecue. Dang, that dude lost 60 pounds. Then you're like, all right, well, as long as I can make it by sometime in the summer, be in some kind of shape, then you're disappointed. It sucks. Wait till next year when they close the pool, I'm be ready. Man, I don't live that cycle so much. I said, something's got to change. Something's got to change. Is it not? I mean, I'll be great in 08. I'm going to be fine in 09, divine. But, man, so I said, look, I need to change. So I went and joined the – I already got the Gold's Gym membership. Just don't use it as much. Got my YouTube <laughs> and decided enough's enough. You know, consistency. That's that's your program tonight, right? Right, Rod? Right? Yes, sir. That's yes, right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I, I can exist, but I've never been consistent, except for a couple things in life. Never been consistent. And it's funny, man. Some people sabotage their own success. They start and they realize, oh, I'm actually getting results out of being consistent. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't do this, man. This, this is a little too scared. People do it. You know, like, yeah. how the hell did he start off doing this and this, got a business, opened up the wine shop, and then it just collapsed in six months? Like, what happened? Man, I don't know. I, I just, this wasn't me, man. I, I don't know what happened. Remember the homeless dude from last year, two years ago? Homeless dude? Yeah. With a golden mm-hmm. voice? Yeah. He did the stuff in the 70s, went homeless, got on drugs. Messed around and 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 ended up being on somebody's YouTube page, yeah. sixty million views. All of a sudden, craft like, hey, clean yourself up. We want you to work for us. In in a week, Cavaliers like, hey, get yourself clean. We want you to announce for our games. And it was just a rush of immediate. Like, oh, he relapsed. He like, I don't know what this is. Mm. He relapsed. Somebody had to wow. help pull him back. I'm done. I talked too much. <laughs> no, that's good. Wow, oh, man, that's, that's, good. Good. that's great words, that's man. And, and hang around because we ain't done yet. I ain't done yet. We just getting started. Okay. And P Town says something. That's great words, brother. Thank you for for sharing that. But P Town um says something earlier um about the church and how consistent. Is your church attendance? 
about a four Sundays in a month, are you four for four? Three for four? One for four? How consistent is your church attendance? Mm. Well, I can say uh, mine is above average.
And I got to flip it back around. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They'll get that tomorrow. <laughs> That's good, Seahawk. And I know, I know for me, like, I'm different because I, um, you know, growing up in my household, um, I'll be brief, but, you know, my mother took me and my brother to church every Sunday. It was no, you know, just like P-Town says, no sleeping in, it's no, uh, my stomach hurts or you know, unless it was four foot feet of snow outside, you know, uh, we went to church on Sunday. However, however, um, we didn't go to uh, Bible study. Now, my church was, you know, small down-home church, and they had Bible study, but we never went. We never went. You know, my parents never went. Um, and Well, excuse me, my mother, my father didn't go to church, start coming to church until I was in high school. Um, but that's another story for another day. Um but but on Sunday, I mean, we went to, we we did the Sunday school and the church thing. It, it was no questions asked, you know. So unless you had a broken limb or you know you were on your deathbed or it was the weather was just outrageous, I mean, if the church was open, we were there. So I in my adult, to go to church, get your limbs broken. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, get some get some healing. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so but in my adult life, um. You know, we and we have uh, a dynamic uh, Wednesday night program and uh, Sunday school program. But when I came, uh, when I became a young adult, you know, I was like, I ain't going to Sunday school, and I don't do Bible study. You know, I don't. That ain't in my fabric. You know, we didn't as a child, and my mother didn't take me to Bible study, and I ain't going. And my wife would go by herself. My wife would go to Bible study by herself, and then she started leaning on me about going to Sunday school. And I was just like, what are you talking about? We go to church. We And, and I was there. I was four out of four on Sunday, you know, period. I'm, I'm there on Sunday morning worship. I'm there, period. If I'm in town, you know, I'm, I'm going to church, period. No questions. And, and sometimes if the wife ain't feeling good, you know, I even grab the kids up and go by myself. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I'm there four for four, but the other stuff, you know, my wife was, uh, you know, this was some years ago. You know, she was like, we, we should start going to Sunday school, too. I'm like, no. <laughs> we go to church. And then she's like, yeah, we should go to Wednesday. And then next thing I know, she's teaching a Wednesday class. And, you know, I'm, you know I'm, I'm using the excuse here. Somebody got to watch this baby, you know. And so I'm hanging mm. back with the, with the baby and not going. But now, 2013... Um, I got another baby now. Um, but if my schedule permits, I'm there, you know, four out of four on Bible study. I teach Sunday school, like P Town said. I've been teaching Sunday school since '06, you know. So, and I got, I, I took another class, a young adult class. I was teaching high school, but you know, I'm there. What was Sunday the change? Work, what, what was the trigger, man, that went from we don't need to do all this extra. I'm doing enough to. Now I want to do more. It was my wife. And what did she say to you? What did, what did you see in her? It and, and I'll be honest, I don't think it was anything she said. I think she was just praying for me. Because it really, I don't really like, you know, to your question, I don't really remember like one point. I mean, I did get her tired of her nagging me about it, you know. And, and like T-Hawk said, you know, my wife going to church, you know, to any function where I'm at home just ain't. That just ain't cool. But it wasn't, I don't remember it being like one thing, like, you know what? But I just remember me getting tired of her nagging. And, and, I, was, and, and I was looking back, 
as a child, I went to Sunday school. Like, that was part of my fabric. But as an adult, I was just like, ah, you know, I'm an adult now. I got all that Sunday school. Sunday school is for children. You know, but again, another thing, too, is my, my own children were coming up, and I wanted them to be in the Sunday school program as I was as a lad. So it was kind of like a, it was, it was kind of like the, the perfect storm, if you will, that, you know, my wife was leaning on me. I know she was praying for me, and... Um, you know, I'm I'm looking back to my childhood. I'm like, I went to Sunday school. I I, I like going to Sunday school as a child. Um, and now I have my own children, and I want them plugged into the Sunday school um, program as well. So it was just kind of like, I need to go. And you know, I started going. And, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, I started going, and next thing you know, they were like, the pastor said you should teach a class. And I was like, you you mean my wife? Because my wife teaches. I mean that's her. That's what she does for a living. She's a teacher. I I don't. Right. You know, but the, the, the someone, a deacon or something, stopped me in the hallway. Said the pastor thinks you should teach a class, a high school class. He said you'd be good for it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I need to pray on that deacon. <laughs> I'll get back with you. You know, but obviously they saw something in me. Maybe they saw consistency in me. But at least I'd show up, you know, I'd be there on Sunday, Sunday morning, <laughs> you know, for the class. But, I mean, it was the right move. I mean, and unfortunately, like, I probably wouldn't have volunteered to teach that class. Mm-hmm. You enjoy it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I yeah. teach a young adult class now. Absolutely. I love it's the high school great, class. Man. Yeah. Learn from when yeah. you read the Bible. I used to go to church, man. You know, I was like the C. I called the CME plus five. So I was CME plus five dude. I would be there Christmas, Mother's Day, Easter, and probably five more times throughout the year. Yeah. <laughs> CME to five. And you know, I go there. Oh, you know, especially you go to my charismatic churches, man. And God said, "Look at your neighbor and say, let it go.' Hey, man, you come out there height. Hey, it's my man. Oh, great. What'd you learn? I couldn't tell you. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you in the parking lot be like, what was that sermon about? <laughs> I was there at my home. Like, I really couldn't, you know, it was something about doing it right and, and making it making a change in what you're doing. I couldn't replace nothing. And I think part of that was what some brothers said earlier. You have inconsistency. Not necessarily just from the people who attend, but you have people who don't do their own work in terms of studying and preparing a message so that the people can digest something that is with substance versus entertaining you. So when you walk away, you're entertained, and it's kind of like I have season tickets to my favorite team. I got season tickets to the church, and, I, you know, I, I get entertained. But when you start digging into those Bible words, man, and start asking questions, God entertains questions. Old people say, you don't pose a question to God, but God never said that. God entertains your questions. He only got mad at Moses, but Moses asked his questions and then afterwards said, you know, you should probably pick somebody else to go back to the to Pharaoh. I can't be me. That's the only time God got mad. God will answer your questions. And if you want to know stuff, man, Rodney, I started asking questions like, why was Eve created from a rib? 
You know, why, why not hair? Why not something else? <laughs> but you know what, though? The reason I ask this stuff is because if, if this God is to be true, and that's how I tell the people, if the God, this book is supposed to be omniscient, that means knowing everything, omnipresent, everywhere at all times fully, and omnipotent or omnipotent, then that means everything and anything that God does has to match with everything else perfectly, or it's crazy. Thus, that's why science calls it the chaos theory of how the world was created. So mm-hmm. everything is done. And I, as I asked those questions and read, I started finding the answers. Why? Let ask, yeah, let me ask you this question. Um, yes, sir. How consistently, can we talk about consistency now, how consistently do you share the gospel of Jesus with those who you come in contact with? As consistent as consistently as I am reading on my own. I've fallen into some at times the um the idea of, okay, I got some reading, I got some learning on it and I'll start and I'll come in contact with whether it's people at the gym or the street or wherever. It's never a forced conversation. It'll just it'll just develop. But then I stop my own reading, and I find out that I'm not able to actually convey what I thought I already knew as well as I used to when I was. I liken it to having a fully charged cell phone, and then you're actually without being linked to a a, a power source, and you fade. You start to fade. You use up your energy. And over a while, you're working off of 10%, 5% energy, you got to recharge. As long as you recharge, you're cool. Mm. So that, as long as you're consistently reading, I'm able to consistently work, and I'm learning, helping others. What, what about what about your prayer life? How consistent is your prayer life? That's that's getting better, right? Again, that's that's another area where, um, you know, I will read and I enjoy it, and I apply it, and I, you know, I I'll be having dialogue, man, talking to myself, really finding out how these things link together. And pray about it. My prayer life, brothers, I've never been the guy that starts off with the, the deep King James words and the, you know, Heavenly <laughs> Father, as you bring forth the tabernacle of love, spread yourself down. Among, no, man, I ain't time for that. You know, I'm like, look, you know, I got problems with my mom. She's at age. You know, we need to get some stuff together before I got to go to the funeral home and bury her. We need to get some stuff together. I got... You know, stuff I got to deal with my wife. You know, how how am I supposed to work this? Because, you know, she getting on my nerves. I'm getting on her nerves. You know, that, I'm serious. This is how the conversation with you and God. This is how I'm talking. And you know what I find a lot of times, Rodney, is I learn from someone else. People waste time explaining to God the situation. Here's the situation. What's going on? Why do you need to explain to omniscience what's happening? <laughs> well, Marcus, what do you think was going on? I mean, give me the breakdown. What do you think's happening? Well, I think the woman's. I think she's a little off. I don't. God, and you know what? All right, when I when I'm praying, as soon as I hit my knees to pray, I'm not even talking. A lot of times, the answer's coming to me like a quarterback with the huddle call. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what you need to do. It may be two minutes. It could be five minutes. It could be less than a minute. But it's all satisfied, and then we're done. Break. We don't need to stay in a huddle. You know, mm-hmm. you stay in a huddle too long, you're delaying the game, and you start going backwards. 
Wow. Is it wow. Not right? You stay in the wait a minute, wait a minute. You stay in the huddle too long, you're delaying the game. You, you get the point. It's your task. And you know what? It's, you already know, bro. And you study that playbook, right? You know when I say Z4628 fly, what you're supposed to do. Whether you're number 83, 30, or 70. Lineman, running back, wide receiver. Whatever I call that play, you know what you're supposed to do. Why? Not because I read it to you in speed right then, but because we read the playbook. The Bible is the playbook. It's the playbook. If you don't study the playbook, how are you going to know what to do when the play is called? You're you scratching your head. You're standing, I have no idea. You run the wrong way. You're supposed to go up the middle, you keep it. You're supposed to run a hook route, you run a fly. It's not. Right? Ball going over your head. And get hit. And get hit. Chad Johnson had so much trouble, man, adjusting to New England. Not because he don't have no talent, but he couldn't get the playbook down. He couldn't get the playbook. He said, I can't get the playbook down and slow me up. So if you don't read that playbook, man, God can't. God will say, okay, it's time to do this. You have no idea how to operate off of that kind of faith. No idea. And I find it in myself, bro. I'm not telling y'all stuff that I'm looking at somewhere else. I find that God will say, it's time to do this. I thought I was supposed to move in a house, man, a couple months ago. You know, I started packing, found a house in Pikesville, got outbid, no problem. House came back on the market, got outbid like three times on two different homes. And I'm like, you know what, man, I'm starting. This has been crazy. I'm, I got all this stuff packed, got Christmas stuff up here. I'm still waiting. To, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. But I find, and when, God, when I finish talking about nonsense, guys, are you finished? Hey, if you want to wait till March, we can wait till March. We can wait till next year. Well, are you finished? All right, good. You're finished now. Continue the packing. You're not going to see how this is going to work out. Do it and just be obedient. That's it, bro. That's what he tells me. Call the play. And the reason I don't understand that is because I haven't been reading the playbook. I'm done. And and that's and that's, I'm thank you for sharing, brother, because the reason why I asked that, you know, how consistent is your prayer life um, is because my, my, my two daughters pray the Lord's Prayer every night, you know, before they go to bed. And, and I, I pray the prayer with them. And here lately, uh, my oldest daughter, for some reason, my nine-year-old has been asking me, do I pray before I go to bed? And I lie to her. I tell her that I do. But I don't. So the extent of my prayer life is saying the Lord's Prayer with my two daughters. And then I get up and I go and do other things. And this past New Year's night, um, you know, God told me to go and, 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 and touch each one of my children, go and put my hands on them. Uh-huh. And when I went into each one of their rooms, each one of them was uncovered. They had they had blankets, they had covers, but they were uncovered. And what that means is that here they are with this guy that's on this call on Tuesday nights in the church twice a week. But he's not covering his children in prayer. Ah. 
So I literally, I had to, you know, as I'm walking in, I go in to touch my children. I put the covers on them, on both, on, on all three of them. I put the covers on them. And I told God, I said, I, I, I got to do better. And, I mean, I, I was just convicted, you know, that here they are. They have covers. They're, you know, they're on their beds, but they're uncovered. And God was like, that's, that's just like you. You, you, could, you. You're not even covering your own children in prayer. Mm-hmm. So, that's I mean, I mean, it's real. You know, that's the reality of when God talks about the covering of a woman or the covering of a family. When we get married, you know, the, the man washes daughter down the aisle as a symbolism of now I transfer this female who's been under my covering over to you, not so that you can dominate and tell her to go cook my chicken. <laughs> really. Or, you know, when you see how we translate that, Muslims do it, Christians do it, wear this. Don't speak. Don't look directly into my face. Don't cut your hair. That has nothing to do with what God said. Nothing. But it's a cover. And if you don't cover, then they become exposed to whatever the elements give them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just tying that back to the topic, brothers, if you've got children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren like T-Hawk has, um, <laughs> How can how can consistency be relevant to them? If you've got children or grandchildren, how can consistency be relevant to them? Um, you, you know, you provide them with the, a standard of living. You you provide them with the foundation, which is consistency. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're praying with them every night. And you're making sure they're praying, and you're putting, you know, you make sure they're covered and secure. Then, regardless of whatever they're going through, you know they'll get through it because you you laid that foundation for them. Mm-hmm. So when they ask that, when they come home and say, you know, Dad, this guy tried to bully me today, they have an answer instead of coming home and just, you know, I believe just crying their eyes out saying, you know, I'm being bullied and I don't know what to do. There's a difference. So would you say that consistency leads to less household stress? Sure. Mm. Most definitely. It gives you something to fall back on as far as repetition, man. Mm. You know, like, it's a perfect example, brother. Right now, it is 23 degrees at noon, and it's going to be like that tomorrow. But mm-hmm. how it started off, I'm going to take it off the shelf in 2012. I'm going to be lean in 2013. New Year's, they got Barnes & Noble planners. Oh, man, I signed up for the super bazooka workouts down at the gym. It's cool when it's 45 degrees. <laughs> That's when you need a treadmill, brother. That's when you need a treadmill. Degrees as a low and twenty as a high. Are you going to be out there then? Man, I went down to the to the gym now. Ain't that many people, and I used to be one of them. I'll find them huge. Consistency, man. 
yeah. as, as human beings, I mean, we we crave stability and regularity. Sure. And I want to ask this as we I got to shut this thing down. Don't go nowhere. Um, how is this show consistent? How is this show consistent? Oh. Show up every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Do you do you still get your text messages every every week? Your emails. Mm-hmm. And even even so, fellas, um, some of you may not know, um, maybe new, um, but this year, 2013, is actually the beginning of our fifth year in operation. Wow. This is year mm-hmm. year five. Oh. And next week. Next week will actually mark our 200th episode. 200 episodes. So it essentially it's like the bicentennial. So it's all on P-Town's shoulders next week to bring the heat. Uh-huh. You know, 200 episodes, fellas. And that's through that's through birth, that's through life, through death, through the flu, through being in the doghouse. Through work commitments, tomorrow I gotta get up and I gotta be in Norfolk by noon. <laughs> but it don't matter. Like P. Town said, we show up every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I think even more important than that. Go ahead. I'm saying probably even more important than that is that the content and the impact is consistent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So 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 so. so, so. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and I'm the wrong person to make the comment that I'm getting ready to make, but I gotta make it because it's it's. I hear it. <laughs> so so so. And and this is to the three of us, because we are the ones that have been consistent on this for for five years now. Do we give our wives the same consistency? That we've given this call every Tuesday night. All right, fellas, that was the rap. That's good. Good night. Y'all have a good night. Catch y'all next week. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. I'm gonna end the show Hey, look, and I'm the wrong person to ask that question, but I gotta ask it. I gotta ask it. I mean, we have been consistently consistent on this call every Tuesday. Clockwork, like clockwork. Four days a week. Clockwork. Ryan, you just said you have date night one day a month. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm on the phone with you guys four nights a month. Yeah. Four nights a month. Now, I, now look, if I'm on the outside looking in, that looks twisted. Mm, if I'm, break it but down. I'm not on the outside. I'm on the inside looking out. So I understand the significance of what we do because it's bigger than us. And it's something that we signed up for and we are committed to it and we're being obedient. But still in all, can we translate that to more time with our wives? That's the question. That same energy. Wow. Good question. <laughs> it's tough. I mean. I'm not telling y'all to quit. There's no quit. <laughs> Be like, yeah, on Tuesdays instead of spending it with y'all, I'm gonna spend two hours with my lovely wife. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it, think about it, and that's why I say all the time, 
you know, we make the choices of what we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like we talked about earlier about how people have their schedule and they got all this to do. We make the choices of what's important and what's not important. We make the priority. Mm-hmm. You see, and and on Tuesdays we've made it a priority in our marriages that we're going to be on the phone Tuesday night. And our wives have said, okay, no problem. Go handle your business. Yeah, you're right. You know, and it's not and it's that, not convenient every Tuesday. No, <laughs> but 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 we still do it. So why not say, okay, well, there's a Tuesday that's consistent. Let's pick one more day a week that's consistent, and then we'll at least be matching the call mm. with what we do. And then you throw a Saturday in there, and now you're exceeding your consistency with the call. Mm. I'm writing that down. Mm. You're right, because you, we are dedicated to this thing Tuesday nights. Um, no matter the weather, we, we've done it on Game 7, Election Night. I mean, it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, if it's Tuesday, unless it's a holiday, you know, we shut the show down. But, I mean, other than that, it's like the show must go on. Show must do go on. Do, do, do we do that same, do we have that same courtesy, you know, to our wives? I'm, I'm writing that down. Uh, night, uh, I mean, I don't think that we do. I mean, I I don't think that we do, and I don't I don't think that five years ago we thought that we'd be having this conversation right now. Mm. I don't think we ever saw this conversation coming. You know what I mean when we signed up for it? Yeah. You know that's a pretty good dedication. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, during the election of the first black president, guys on the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, we had a call, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm saying that's five I'm just saying that's dedication when you think about things like that historical kind of monumental things. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. That That is right. Yeah. Same yeah. month. But, I mean, fellas, so how can we, as we got to shut this thing down, how can we get more men married or not, to consistently show up and be a part of this thing we do on Tuesday nights? How can we get more men to be consistent like us? Well, you know what, man? That's interesting. Um, I think you got to, before you ask that question, realize a given fact that the pyramid the shape with a head base and a small top. That is a fact, not only in math, but in life. A lot of people want to start. Very few people are going to put the work in to finish. And when you're building something, how many people are really going to say, hmm, let me plug in and do something consistently that I can really benefit from? So while you would like to have higher numbers, realize it's not necessarily going to ever be quantitative as it will be the quality of what you get from the people. You can do more with five people that are focused than 500 people that are half committed. <laughs> wow. You <laughs> a mouthful there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. Wow. Man, I, I know y'all can fellas follow boxing, man, but um, – Bernard Hopkins, y'all, y'all know him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's fighting again. Him. That man like 90 years old. He's 48. <laughs> 48. And I met him, man, about two years ago. 
up in uh, Delaware. His daughter, I, I work for, in my spare time, one of the things I do is work with the Miss America uh, organization for the local pageants in Delaware. So I was, you know, running the local pageant, and um, I'm looking over to my side. I'm like, hold up, is that Hawkins? Okay. <laughs> so, you know, this guy wanted to meet him. I'm from Philly. You know, after the thing was over, his daughter was in the, uh, the local pageant. And I said, man, I don't, I don't want any kind of autographs or stuff like that. I just want to, you know, talk, rap real quick. I thought it would be like two, three minutes, man. We were talking like 30, 40 minutes, man. He gave me his email. And basically, I knew his background story, but, you know, he would just talk about, you know, like, for instance, you're talking like most fighters are retired by 33, 35. You're done. This dude was hitting the prom fights at 35, just starting his prom fights. He said, I could do it because... I put the work in consistently in my 20s and my 30s when other people weren't. He said, right now, sir, I don't eat this, I don't eat that. You know, when I, when I go eat pasta, I'll have a wine sauce, man. He said, I'm up. I'm never off my weight. I'm six miles every day. I knew his accountant out here in Maryland. He the one first told me about him. He was going to run a quiz notes. He was going to run it with him, man, consistency. I'm like, man. They can knock him out at once. But this dude, 46 at the time, 6'1", 175. And this is just after he uh, had his arm broken when he got tackled in the fight. He said, he can't, he can't touch me. He said, what can you say? He said, this is not who I am. This is what I do. But what can you say? You have to, in the end, the only thing you do is take me out legally. And, that is, and then you have to go into my office and do it. But that's where you start to fail. Because I've done the things when people didn't know who I was, and now I'm reaping the benefits. Y'all doing this stuff in this show, people don't know who you are. There's a little local get-together. Hell, it's hundreds of them. People stream all the time with your little group. But you're consistent. And you're going to keep being consistent, keep refining your program, quality shows, and then you run into the one person that heard something, Somebody in the office, hey, check this out. Eh, I ain't got time for that. Six months later, they click in, don't say nothing, click in a couple more times. All of a sudden, now you get a call of, you know, well, what are you guys trying to do? How far are you trying to? I can probably help you with this. You know, I, I remember, Rod, you were talking about you guys going, um, what was it, uh, WHUR? They were looking to put y'all on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and all it takes is for somebody to be like, you know what, hey, man, let's just let's bank the show tonight, man. Game six, finals, you know, we come back to it. And it'd be that person that wanted to check in because they heard about y'all. You know, we're sorry. This line is not connected tonight. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, like a bunch of black men get together. Yeah, like I, that's what I thought. Yeah, we're here, man. We appreciate that. You, you're actually being prophetic. Oh. Yeah, that's but you know what? That's the work effort you guys are doing, and people are gonna be coming, man. It's just like when you run the marathon; you're always there in the front. Oh man, you're gonna do great! I can't wait. They cheering your behind on, and <laughs> nobody, nobody around a mile sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> mile sixteen, mile twenty, the water dude. That's it. That's when you get to mile twenty-five, twenty-six. Oh man, I can't wait because everybody loves a great finish. They love a party. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody be at, hanging around at the finish line. Man, I wish I could do it like you, dog. Man, if I, yo, this is gonna be me next year. I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Okay, great. 
<laughs> it's like we've been running for five years, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to start my own show, man. You know, it was economy though, man. Economy kinda yeah, you know, I'm just trying to get it started, man. But I'm y'all like how y'all you I'm trying to do like y'all. I'm about to get it started. Okay. And you know what? Some people will start. The majority of them will start and fail and stop. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. It's true. Everybody wants to go to the 60th anniversary party. Oh, man, you know they got, they done been living 60 years, man. You know they got banks. There's going to be lobster for at all, but you can't wait. And nobody's <laughs> around for your wife, and you just start throwing stuff, and you just threw the Xbox and F this. I told you about that cheating mess. You keep accusing me, and I'm tired of you blowing all my money. I'm going to stay at my grandmother's. I'm tired of you. Well, you need to. Ain't nobody around for that. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. Yeah. And that's a perfect segue, brother, because uh, we got to get to the finish line here. And uh, I just got a few more questions, brother. Uh, <laughs> but consistency, fellas. If, if I ask your lovely wife, would she say that you're inconsistent? Mm-hmm. In what ways, T. Hope? I mean, you, you. I bet she's got a bunch of ways. <laughs> no, you, you tell me. You tell me. Tell me. I'm not gonna be, next time you see, I bet you she's got a bunch of ways. Cleaning the house, doing this, doing that, whatever. It's all inconsistent. <laughs> and, and T.O., you're exactly right. Because I did ask her. I bet you did. Wow. <laughs> I did ask her about this uh, consistency thing. And, yeah, she said, you know, the, the keeping things tidy, you know, the household chores. Um, but she did say have, you're doing better. Hey, look, you know, look, did. I don't have chores. I'm a grown man, dog. <laughs> well, you know, hey, that's what she said. That's what she said. So I'm just telling you what she said. But I did ask. Yeah. And okay. she didn't respond. Right. So, I mean, but you, I mean, you're dead on it, fella. But yeah. let me ask you this other question. In what ways did your wife tell me that you're consistent? By being on the call every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else? What else? Anything else? I don't know. I don't know. He consistently inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. Being faithful. I'm consistently faithful. How about that? <laughs> no, she said that you know that, that you schedule and plan uh, the majority of the uh, the dates and the activities uh, for the weekends. Oh, yeah, I do that. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. see. I do that yeah. by default, though. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, but you know my story. I do it by default because when she would do it, she would say that I would shoot her ideas down, so she stopped doing it. So now somebody got a plan. We still got to go out and eat. So <laughs> somebody got a plan. That's <laughs> good. For the weekend, you talking about like stuff, family stuff that y'all do is a getting out and having fun. Or? Yeah, yeah. We I try to have a date night every week. Every week I try to you know if we if we're not going to the to the uh, movies, going to a restaurant, then we'll try to hit Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. We do different things where it's you know what I mean. When we together, we got that alone time. Try to eat it every week. Man, that's that is. That is serious, man, because being transparent, you know, I look back and sometimes I look at, I've been married for seven years and about five months and 20 days, man. Don't ask me why I know it. I just do. (laughs) (laughs) But I think back sometimes of the stuff I used to do 
or things we used to do. And I'm like, man, is that two different marriages? Because most of look at me like, I'm like an old man, dog. You know, some old, grumpy, 80-year-old man. You know, what's, <laughs> what's going on with this? We ain't got no money for that, so we try to stay to get a house. Man, you need to go ahead. I'm like, you know what? I would divorce me. <laughs> I'm like the little date nights and stuff, man. I, I hear you say that, and the fact that you put that into a regular regimen, and I bet you if you snatched it out for a couple of weeks, you would see the fallout, even if your wife never saw something, you would see the fallout and things in your marriage. And yeah. I realized I need to really bring that back to the table um, as far as doing something once a week that's an outing from the house, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. I appreciate that that learn from you, man. Yeah, especially man. especially since we're doing this thing once a week. Yeah, yeah. You, you always put that back in your face. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And but I mean, uh, I mean, brother, you, you can you can do what uh, T. always talking about when you got great grandkids. I mean, you ain't got no kids. Whatever. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, I'm gonna take this thing up another notch, if I may. Um, as we close here, um, trying to get to the finish line, but um, I want to take it up another notch. Um, consistency. How do other women see you? Through your consistencies or your inconsistencies? How do other women? Yes. Women that are not your wife. How would you? Huh? What do you say? How, how, how would you? Now, I don't know who wants to start asking them questions, man, with your bank. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's real. Somebody <laughs> said consistency, right? Yeah. They, they, well, they don't see the. You said inconsistent? Yeah, I said they, they probably can perceive me as inconsistent. That's simply because they don't know me. They don't understand what my wife understands. Yeah, but they wouldn't see any different. I mean, how would they know any different? Oh, exactly. That's my point. So they would, they would be, automatically look like it was. That I was maybe uh, uh, unorganized or off my rocker to some degree, you know what I mean? Obviously, not you, Rodney. I, I wouldn't. Nah, Rodney. Right. Right. No, no, yeah. I'm not buying that. No, me <laughs> neither. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, buying that? Not tonight, buddy. You're consistent. No. They see you as consistent. Exactly. They wouldn't have any reason to believe that you weren't consistent. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Is there any reason that you specifically? Think about how the other women perceive you, Rodney, versus just other people. Yeah, I specifically say other women because, like T. Hawk said, I mean, they do see you for your consistency. They don't see the dirty socks on the floor. They don't see that you forgot to pick up milk or you forgot to write the daycare check to the to the you know to the daycare provider. They don't see all that. They just see you. You know, you come to work, you leave, you know, on time. You, Talk to your wife, you know, maybe you do a little something for her. Maybe you discuss how you're going out for a little date. You know, mm-hmm. so the, con- for the like T-Hawk said, the consistency. So that's why I said specifically other women, mm-hmm. because they, they see you kind of with rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. The uh, crazy part is, man, I think that you can tell how much of a polished person you are in another woman's eyes by, I ain't going to say the flirtatiousness, but you you know when you have some kind of energy between the other woman likes you, you know, sits forward, you know, and they're not just a flirt, but they 
find some elements of your masculinity attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's real talk. That's where the whole thing starts in the beginning before you get to the, you know, we're just talking, we just go out for dinner. Oh, mm-hmm. no, we got to talk about splitting the house 50 50. Right. <laughs> it all goes from the beginning of, you know, well, I like how you da 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 da. You know? Yeah, and women women are drawn to consistency. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the biggest things that men will say after they got caught cheating or it came out is so a lot of times they turn to the woman and say, Well, she made me feel like I haven't felt in a long time. It's not really just sex, it's how she pays attention to what he values or what he thinks of himself. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's where it all starts, man. You know, the compliments and stuff. And that's, a lot of times, that's what happens on the flip side, too. You know? And uh, the thing yep. about the bro, like, I need to go on date night, like, in the next 10 minutes. I need a date night marathon, man, because somebody else is up, you know, hey, you know, I just was thinking about you. You know, yeah. bought some flowers to the people in the group. Or, you know, hey, I brought something. I know you said you can't eat this or you gluten-free. I just made something for you. And you used to do that. But then mm-hmm. life kicks in, and you don't do that no more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she like, well, I feel special again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and another woman I want to talk about um, regarding consistency. How does your mother see you? Are your consistencies or your inconsistencies? How does mom, how, how, how does your mama see you? Through your consistencies or your inconsistencies? They love you either way. Don't matter. <laughs> Don't matter. Don't matter to them. <laughs> Especially now that another woman got you and they ain't got to worry about you no more. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, that's good. Ooh. Oh, no. It might be might be me inconsistencies, man. <laughs> man it might Yeah. I I I think it might be inconsistencies there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well I wanna play another uh clip. This is only ten seconds, fellas. Um actually twenty seconds as we get close to closing time before I ask this these few final questions. Twenty seconds, fellas. Again, I, with biblical backing, you know, um, 
God took Moses, for instance, out into the desert for 40 years, 40 years. And he went out there not just so that he can, you know, he ran away from killing the, the Egyptians, if you know the story, but if you think about it, he was out there 40 years because he had to learn what it would be to take other people through 40 years of a desert experience. And you can't take somebody somewhere that you haven't been yourself. So God was prepping him for something that was coming years down the road, and he had to, he'll work out your inconsistencies, he'll work out you, you know, I can't do this and that. He'll work it out in, the, in an isolated place. God sees you from what you was created to be. You see your kids for what you are going to see them to be. And you see them, you start seeing the seeds of stuff coming. Oh, they really adapt well to mathematics. They really take a hernia's heart and doing something with oratorical. They don't see it yet. Mm. It's too young. They still, they right in the midst of the forest. They can't see that. But it's up to us as parents to be like, to pull them out, give them direction on how to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let me flip that around, bro. How do you think the devil sees you? Through Same. your consistencies or your inconsistencies? Same. 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 Sees you as only going to fight you when you start to seem like you make progress. Only fight you when you start to seem to make progress. Again, ask any defense. I don't care about your dribbling abilities. I don't care how well you pass. I don't care how well you can run the counter play or, or how many yards you rack up. That's why they call it the red zone. It starts to get heated and ugly and bloody and very gruesome when you're 20 yards away from hitting your goal. Wow. Go for 500 yards. Run for 250. Go for it. But if you can't score, what does it matter? Double season for what you are. And this kind of ties what you guys have talked about already. If I can, you can go to church. You can go all day long if you want. Go for it. Read it. But if you don't apply those things, when you start to apply, it's like, oh, wait a minute. So if I start to actually put the ties together with the prayer, and I got something over here I learned about offering, well, you know, I'm just going to take me all to work through it, but I'm, I'm starting to put them together. And when you start getting the rhythm, that's when you start to get the attention of your enemy. Because now you're starting to near a goal where you were starting to reach what God put in you. So you got two voices pulling at you. One saying, come on, you're putting it together. You're starting to see how I'm putting it in you. Keep moving forward. The other one starts throwing stuff at you. And here come the women. And here come the all kinds. Of, here come the money. Here come the opportunities to do something else. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just, right. That's good words. Do you all y'all agree with that, fellas, that all the, God all and the devil – um, view you through your through the I mean view you the same way. Mhm. They both know the ending. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. The Bible says that wisdom and folly both sit on high hills. The King James verse says one sits on a high mountain. That's folly. The other one sits on the highest mountain. That could be five feet. That could be Ten inches higher, but it's highest. It's a little bit higher. Come on up a little bit higher. And they both calling, saying, come on up here. I got something that's nice. You're going to make a move. You're climbing. But it's which direction do you move? So y'all, y'all are, 
I'm, I'm trying to get somebody to disagree <laughs> that God oh. sees us as the same as the devil. Somebody want to disagree yeah. with that when it, when it comes to our consistencies and our inconsistencies? Oh, I'll disagree with it. Go ahead. Thank you, Rodney. Thank you. <laughs> why would you? Why do you? Why do you disagree that? Well, well, let's rewind. Let's rewind a little bit. How does God see us through our consistencies or our inconsistencies versus how does the devil see us through our consistencies or inconsistencies? Go ahead, speak to me, bro. Well, I think I think overall, um, it is an impossible feat for the devil to see us as God sees us. I think that's an an impossible feat. That's given given him a little more credit than what he deserves. If we say God is omniscient, um, that He is all knowing. Um, then we can, on the other hand, say that the devil is also all-knowing on uh, who we are, what our destinies are, what the end is. Um, you know, no one knows the day or the hour. Um, that would include the enemy. So, I mean, just a, over, an overall perspective on, on the enemy versus God. Then you look at it in a more granular detail and God saying that we're the apple of his eye and that's how he sees us. He's the one that says high, looks low, and he sees these things. The enemy, on the other hand, he identifies our weak our weaknesses. He identifies mm-hmm. with that. God identifies with our strength. He identifies with our weakness, and he plays on that weakness. Same thing with, with Adam and Eve from way back then, and on up through uh, Abraham, up through Moses, up through so forth and so on. Uh, he even attempted to do that with Jesus in the wilderness when he let him... Uh, try to lead him uh, astray in the wilderness for those 40 days when he was fasting. So, I mean, this is where he he constantly, and speaking of, of that situation with Jesus, he was trying to play on his his physical, his flesh, his weak areas. He tried to play on that, and then Jesus had to come back, being who he was, the word of the flesh, uh, had to come back and tell him, uh, that he doesn't live by bread alone. He doesn't. This flesh, this earthly vessel of his, does not dictate who he really is. He's a spiritual vessel, a soul living in a body. He was bigger than that. He was the deity of God Himself. But nonetheless, the the enemy, if the enemy knew, let let me just close on this. If the enemy knew as much as we may believe that he knows, he would have never crucified Christ in the beginning. That's true. That's good words. Can I speak on it? Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I just want to speak on it because you are making sense. And last week, I think it was last week or week before last, we talked about Job. And 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 God knew the outcome. Satan did not know the outcome. I think if Satan knew the outcome, he wouldn't have wasted his time with Job. I think Satan believes that he's got a chance to stop whatever God's plan for us is. But he just doesn't know yet. He knows enough information, but he doesn't know the final outcome. Right. You see what I'm saying? I think he just doesn't know the end of it all or when it's going to happen. So I think you're both right to a certain degree, but I think I think you're both right. I just think that he does understand. That's why when we do work for the Lord, we get attacked. When we get closer to that goal, that's when it really comes on thick. But only God knows what's going to happen in the end. And I think that the enemy doesn't. And that's why he's constantly trying to prevent it. He knows that there is a 
uh, a calling that there is an end result, but he doesn't exactly know what it is. Or he would have uh, never wasted his time with Job. I agree. Right. And, and he agrees. And, and, and he grows, in a sense, he grows when we grow. So as we know, it becomes prevalent to him. So, you know, the more we understand who we are in Christ, that we're above and not beneath, that we're rich and not poor, that we're strong and not weak, and we're more than a conqueror and overcomer by his blood and by his stripes we're healed. And we start getting all of that understanding, lender not the borrower, person not last, et cetera, et cetera. When we get all of that in us and we understand that, that's the more he starts to understand who we are. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's, as he looks... He looks at us and he sees us no different than our kids, right? I mean, we, we still watch our kids. We say we know who they are. Really, we don't. I mean, we don't know who they'll become. We know who they are maybe for the moment. But as they grow, we learn more and more about, or our marriage for that matter, people on the call talking about marriage. Um, we learn more and more about our wife day by day. We can't say who they really are because they're still changing as we do. Their opinions change, uh, their likes change, their dislikes change, or what they're going to tolerate over time. And we continually to learn them, and as we learn them, then, you know, we, we adjust accordingly. And the enemy is the same way. He doesn't know the end result. However, he doesn't know you where you're at right now, and he attacks you that way. And as you grow, as my father was saying, as you grow, um, then the attacks do get stronger, per se, because you've gotten stronger. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and that's good words. And can I split the difference? Can I? And and, and thank you, Rodney, for um, thank you both of y'all because I want to split the difference. I want to, as you said, I want to tie this thing back to marriage. And I'm glad it's twelve o'clock. This question ain't for everybody. Do you think your wife? Looks at you through God's perspective or the devil's. That's what. That's what you, she's using her eyes at, man. Depends. I mean, if your wife is tied to, you know what? If your wife is tied to having a prayerful life and and being tied to God, then she's going to see things in you that you may not be able to see in yourself, and then she can be able to work her womanly help me self to help you. If she's not, you might be in a household where, you know, you, you're on isolation island until your wife comes around and sees a guy working in you. You know, it depends. I think my wife, you know, does. She sees me, um, she sees me for my what God can do for me and, and how God moves in my life because of where she's at with God. Mm. And 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 for me, and for me, um, I was with my wife prior to being born again. So it was a gradual, it was a gradual thing for her. I'm pretty sure she didn't see that in the beginning. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure I looked like uh, everybody else in the beginning. But as I got committed and 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 became obedient and turned it around, I had to gradually get to a point where she started seeing me in, in that light. And I believe that she sees me in that light now because she's made a comment to me. She says, I understand and I know and I don't, you know, because I asked her one day, I said, 
why are you so confident, you know, that I won't ever cheat on you? And she says, because of your relationship with the Lord, that's why you won't cheat on me. Ah. Mm. Not because you would. Yeah. Not, yeah. Exactly. That's what she was thinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's for some people, you know, I, I'm on, I got her broken in. She know better. She knows she better not. That ain't going to keep nobody. Right. That ain't going to keep nobody because uh, I said something in your direction that you find to be visually attractive and good for the eye and good for the taste and you see that it actually is something you want, you'll take a bite. You'll mm-hmm. take a bite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if, if that's why I said that, like you said, bro, yeah, you, she knows it because she sees it from God's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that. until she, I would have never known that until she told me. I didn't know that she felt that way because I didn't know. I just didn't know. And she told me that. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm now I'm screwed because nothing that I can do. She's gonna be like, well, he ain't gonna cheat on me. I know that. I know that. I can do whatever I want, and he ain't gonna cheat on me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you think about it. You know, in a, I don't want to be negative about it, but it, you know, it's definitely a positive thing. But it can be counterproductive as well because now I can't put my foot down because you know I got I got no playing cards. You're like, well, you know. <laughs> no, because I said so, huh? Hey, no, nah, none of that. <laughs> you know, but but again, I had to get to that point by showing up every Sunday and, and and you know making sure that she and I was in Bible study and taking the kids to church and and you, you know walking the walk, opposed to just saying you know hey I'm godlike, you know what I'm saying. So we got to the point where now she sees it and she believes in it. It's 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 it's, it's just who I am to her. But I had to get to that point. It wasn't. It wasn't just given to me, no. Yeah. So, you Mike, know, we... Go ahead. No, just real quick, Rob. I remember the brother said that, um, you know, that Satan doesn't really know what it is that's in you. And that's true. Because had he known, then he wouldn't have used Herod to try to take out every firstborn. He knew the promise was coming. But if he knew it was Mary, he wouldn't waste the time. He just sent them all to go get married. But mm-hmm. the problem, he never came after Jesus. You don't hear nothing about Jesus until he was 13, bar mitzvah time. And they left him over there in the temple. You don't hear nothing else after that until he was 30. 17 years later, Satan don't show up and try to come after Jesus for 30 years. As soon as he's filled with the Holy Ghost, he gets anointed, he's out, John Baptist baptized him, he goes straight out to the desert. Now Satan shows up, leaves him again, comes back when it's time for, the, for them to go crucify. Satan will only show up when it's crucial times, pivotal points in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, small stuff, that's insignificant. Whether or not you learn to be consistent with brushing your teeth or, you know, showering at before you go to bed, that stuff's minor. But when it comes to the point you start putting it all together, in anything, you start getting the attention when you get close to the goal. And the closer you are, Satan's been around longer than any of us. He knows what it looks like when somebody starts putting it together. They start finding out what God put in them. You're right, bro. You said when you start pulling it out, other people can see it too. If you guys mm-hmm. ever planted anything, I can look at a field and have no clue what's in the field. No clue because it's all underground. You don't see the process. 
When it starts breaking out from the shell, then it's, oh, this is a cornfield. This is strawberries. This is cotton. Oh, that's what was in there. Mm-hmm. Stuff starts coming to the surface, but God does his work underground, developing you in the dark. That's a good word. Wow. So, so might yeah. we all agree, fellas, that consistency is necessary for a successful marriage? Can we all agree on that tonight? I yes. told you somebody go ahead date night at midnight. So if we all agree that consistency is necessary for a successful marriage, does consistency start with you? Oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Or 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 is it about the individual? I mean, isn't it kind of on your wife as an individual? Not from a biblical perspective, no. Not from a biblical perspective. And I say that because, again, woman was created as the help meet for man. God created Eve from a rib. Rib cage is a support mechanism for the body structure. You can function only but so much without having a functioning rib cage or a structure to help you. She's going to follow your lead. You move, the rib cage moves. So while I can't turn to my rib cage and say, we're overweight because you're not getting it done, I can't do that. Same way I can't turn to my wife and say, we're not where we need to be because you're not getting it done. She may not be getting it done, but the way I change that is by how I move. When I move, she'll move. If I change, she'll change. As long as she's connected to me, she has no choice but to follow my motion. I don't mean connected just to marriage, but when you're connected to the same mind of people, i got to move the way you are. Old folks say birds of a feather, they flock together. You can't lie down with an old dog without getting over fleas. If I'm laying around you, if I'm around you enough, I'm going to start following your traits. Let me help you, brother. Let me help you, brother. Um since every marital problem is basically a spiritual problem, should True. we strive for consistency in our spiritual life first before we try to achieve consistency in our marriage? I think you just said it, Ryan. Do that first. That You have by default, you're already working on your marriage. Wow. wow. Mm. <laughs> think, think about it. If, if that's the case, you know, if I'm, okay, if I'm tithe, I just learned about offering last year. I thought offering and tithe were basically one and the same. Me too, They're brother. Not. Wow, you saying something, brother. You, you I saying didn't know something. that. But me you too. know, God never held me accountable. He held me accountable for being a regular tither. You know, I was when I was. I never knew. I read the Bible. You would think, hey, you need to come on. I'm, let me teach you about this offer thing here, boy. Never learned about it until last year. But mm-hmm. I learned it. So that was a spiritual learn that once I learned, once you learn it, now you're held to be accountable. But that's just the financial part. You know, like you said, consistency, I understand I'm not where I want to be, but it's not because I'm learning how to be humble or just being in a bad situation so I learn to be appreciative. No, God will work 
work you out in a desert just like he did Moses, just like he did Jesus. Bible says that Solomon, the great man, said, there's nothing new under the sun. What you saying, I've seen. And somebody before me saw. We all see the same thing. God just does it differently. So I get it spiritually right. My marriage got to come together. Because if I'm tithing, God said, test me. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up the windows and pour out a blessing. Open up the windows, pour out a blessing. One, you ain't going to have enough room to receive. <laughs> that's, that's what it says. That's Just what it says. Not many blessings, not a whole bunch. One blessing. I'll bless your life one time, and the next 10 years, 20 years, you're going to have to take the time to figure out how it is, how to work, and how to benefit, how to set up your children, your grandchildren from it. One blessing. Mm-hmm. And like you but said, brother, I can't brother, do that I mean, by being ticky-tacky. That's right. what I tell myself. Right, and like you said, man, I, and I just learned the same thing. You know, I've, I've been a tither, you know, since I can't even remember. But I just realized that it's tithes and offering, not tithes oh, or offering. You know, they're not interchangeable. It's tithes, offerings, and it's something else, dog, called the first fruits. <laughs> that's, you know, it, God will work you as an individual, you know. Mm-hmm. And it will it'll bring you all, everybody's at different points. That's you know, right. Somebody, they know that stuff. They ain't got no problem financials. They never had a problem financially. That's not mm-hmm. it. They, they tithe. That's part of their religion. They tithe. But it's other things. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, tithing is a very loose word, I think, in the church. Um, I, I think there's a lot of lack of understanding of what the tithe is. When you, basically, it's anything less than anything less than 10%, anything more than 10% becomes an offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're not paying, you, you you can't pay half of your salary or 10% uh, of of uh, half your salary or not on the gross amount, and then say you're tithing. It's really an offer. Until you can get them 10%, <laughs> it's not a tithe. You can't <laughs> find anything to God. <laughs> Anything over that obviously then becomes an offer. You once you get to the ten, that becomes a tithe. Then anything over that obviously becomes an offer from from that point. But I know a lot of people in the church have that understanding that well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give what I can. This is gonna be my tithe. Well, that's not being right. looked at as a tithe. You know, <laughs> why, bro? Because a lot of people don't. There's a lot of preachers, teachers who don't understand it themselves. And they're more concerned about I don't want to lose my membership because if I start putting this out there as God's mandate, I might drop from the 350 we built down to 60, and that's going to hurt us financially. I can't, I can't be making that stuff, so i gotta got to stay with consistency. I never mm-hmm. learned that, but when you do that, when you take that, I, I like to always try to see where in 2012, 2013 can I see that principle being something in real-world terms that blue-collar Bob Christian or not, he'll follow that. Because God said, my word never come back to me void. There's got to be something I see in the world. And I think of it like when people plant. I get the farm. I get the materials. I get all that stuff ready, ready to get a nice strawberry crop to go. Got the utensils lined up. But that is the things that I pay for my tithe. I got to rent that equipment out. I got to pay for maintenance. That's all fine and good. You got a regular bill to pay, rent. But you don't get any kind of return off of that. That is just your agreement 
with the person who is renting you the land. God has an agreement that he will keep the attacker off you. So he will keep the devourer away from you. That's his agreement with the tithe. But the offerings, when you put seed into the ground, that's going to take some more. Now you got to seed. Now you got to get water. Now you got to go and get fertilized. Those things are you're planting into the ground now. And God blesses the seed that you put into the fertile ground. Fertile ground is nothing if there's nothing in it. You just make a mud pies. Mm. Mm. I learned it. I had to learn it. Like, okay, well, and you know what? I don't know about the rest of y'all, but at some point, I think that everybody who ties offerings, ties and offerings, you're going to hit a tight spot. <laughs> yeah. work. It ain't just easy as, hey, baby, cut the track for 2.30. No, it's tired of one flat. Somebody, the thing blew up in the basement. Oh, my God, I got to go pay for something to chalk it. Something going to happen that's going to make them ties tight, and you're going to come with that, man. Look, I can either do this Bible thing, or <laughs> I can take care of this real-life Bronco outside where it's got four league tires. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But like, but like you said, brother, um, God works with us, you know, on the on the individual level. Yes, sir. And this, this is my final question, fellas. Thank you all for hanging in there. Because we've been talking for over three hours tonight about how your wife, uh, your mother, other women, God, and the devil see you. But how do you see yourself? Through your consistencies or your inconsistencies? How do you see yourself? How do you view yourself? Through your in- through your consistencies or your inconsistencies? Can I answer that question for everybody on the phone? Yes, please, please. Everybody that's on this phone right now, that has been on this phone, that will come on this phone, sees themselves as consistently wanting to be better. (laughs) Period. That's it. That's it. Because you wouldn't be here. You'd be watching the game. Sleep. Or whatever's on at twelve sixteen. Yeah, sleep, oh, sleep. Getting it in. You know, maybe getting a little late night. From the I wife. mean, it's a commitment. Everything your brother was talking about, it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be better, why commit? If you don't want it consistently. And we aren't going to make it nine out of ten out of ten times, but at least we're trying to shoot for it. We're consistently trying to be better. That's why mm-hmm. we're here. Yeah, and there's – thank you for that, T-Hawk. I mean, I, that is the bottom line. And there's actually another thing that each one of you can start doing tomorrow to create more consistency in your household and in your marriage. And it's what I've been doing. I've been praying. And for the last 10 days or so, I've been praying with my wife. And a couple of those nights during these last 10 days, she was tired. But I still made a a point to pray, even by myself. 
And in 2011, I wasn't praying. And God tried to get my attention when I totaled my truck with my wife in the passenger seat. Y'all know the story. But then here in 2012, my nine-year-old daughter comes in and, and she shames me, literally, about my raggedy prayer life. And First Thessalonians 5 and 17 tells us, pray continually, pray without ceasing, or to continually be prayerful, depending on your translation. So I told the story about how my nine-year-old was like, Daddy, you know, do you pray before you go to bed? And I said, yes, honey, lying through my teeth. Mm. But now I do it. Now when she asked me, because she asked me, you know, every, almost every other night, Daddy, are you, do you pray before you go to bed? Yes, honey. Now I can tell her the truth. I'm being mm. honest with her. Mm. So that's something. You know, maybe you can't, and, and, and fellas, maybe you can't commit to Tuesday night two or three hours. We understand. <laughs> we, we we understand. But what you can do, starting tomorrow, or today rather, since it's after 12, you start praying. And like the brother said, it doesn't have to be, you know, Lord God on high. Just talk to God. Just like we talking tonight. We're just talking. Mm-hmm. Just talk to him. And that was my problem. I didn't... I, I, I didn't know how to talk to God. I thought I had to come with, you know, with the, you know, Lord Jesus, heavenly on the, on the hills, love you, Lord. I, I was like, and then I just started just talking to God, and it made it easier. Sure. The more I did it, it made it easier and easier and easier. So, hmm. but yeah, I'm, I'm praying that. Thank God. Consistently. You find it easier. You find it easier to do it at night. Now, not saying that you know it's got to be difficult or easy, but do you find it? I mean, do you get tired sometimes? Just go to bed without praying, just because you're tired. I do find it easier at night because there's so much going on in the mornings with three kids and trying to get everybody out the house, and uh, along with myself. Um, And I do get tired. There are some nights where I jump in the bed because that was my normal routine. Jump in the bed and, you know, shut the lights off, cut the TV off, and, you know, go night night. Yeah. I wasn't praying, you know, but now I've, I've, I've literally, recently, I've jumped in the bed, got into my old routine, and said, nope, I got to get up and pray. And like, like tonight, you know, my wife will be asleep if the baby's not up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will pray by myself. I will make it a point to pray by myself. But that, I mean, it, fellas, I mean, it, it is really, i just been doing it, you know, just a couple of weeks. And yeah, yeah. I, I cannot tell you how it's transformed my marriage. Because I, you know, praying with my wife, with my wife. And I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, did I say the right thing? I'm, I'm, I'm worried about am I gonna pray the right prayer? Is she gonna say this or that? You know, but now, I just go ahead and pray, and she said, "Honey, that was great. You know, good night," and we go to bed. But it has mm. transformed my marriage just by praying. In two weeks. Um, two weeks. Two weeks. 
that's good stuff. That's coaching, man. God, 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 God ain't concerned about your problems because it's a solution-oriented God. You can't bring a problem that's going to have him scratching his head. Mm, that's a tough one. I haven't dealt with that since civil rights there. I don't know what we're going to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, man, I don't, you know it, I'm having real trouble with this, man, because you know, I, I don't know. This, this, this is a tough one. It's, it's tough for you. You ain't seen it before. But if you really want to test this guy, and you know what? God sends things in order for you to learn who he is. You can't know that he's a God of doing miraculous things unless you need a miracle in order to see that. Yeah. I can't testify about, you know, you just sound like somebody who stands up and gives a bunch of chitter-chatter on Sundays because it's testimony time. But you know the difference. When you talk about somebody who says, you know, man, oh, man, I'll leave you all this. It's on this thing called the Pink Cross, the Pink Cross. It's this lady out in California, Shelly Lubin. She's trying to bring people out of the porn industry into Christ. You haven't heard, gentlemen, a testimony until you've heard somebody who's been in the porn industry, right, has no sense of being bashful. And when you hear that testimony from somebody who's saying things like, you know, I just, uh, I'm still new to this, but I, you know, I've realized, you know, I don't need to be taking no cum shots here, and I'm I'm just feeling free about, you know, staying off this this anal stuff, and I can just go out and really have this God working with me. It'll make your teeth blush to hear something like that in church. Mm. But that's the kind of God that moves. Not concerned about all this religiosity. God's going he gonna work, so he gonna work with your prayers, man. It ain't gonna be long. Bring it, bring it. Let's go. We, you read the playbook. That's where you spend time at. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you spend time in that playbook? When it's time to call a play, hey, I've never seen this before. Trust me. You read the playbook. I'm going to call this play. All right. All right. I don't know about this. this is, I ain't seen this, man. This is a 46 defense. They're rushing eight on us. I don't know. Hey, trust me. I call this play because I know that this kind of formation. I'm going to give you this word to make this action to get that result. You've never seen it before, but there's a reason why we're calling this play right now, son. So let's go. Mm-hmm. And that's you my right? next step. Wow. You know, that's my next step is to get get in the playbook. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I need to get in the playbook. That's that's the next step. And, Can't run an you know, offense with no playbook. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's right. Call street ball. Yep. <laughs> Everybody go out. Just go out. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> you know what's crazy, dog? I think it was Marius Thomas on the Broncos. He said, before Peyton got there, he said, truth, honest truth, we weren't really running plays, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, we had plays, of course, but he said we weren't running, like, strategies with plays and, and you do this. He said, Peyton came here, man. That's all we did for the first few weeks. He, he broke all that stuff off, man. So we came out, we started running strategic plays and how fast you should run this route. And I was like, hold up. Not, we didn't learn this stuff. And within a year, either going from a team of disability to a team with a playbook plan. I'll never forget that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. You'll get God will let you run out there. You want to go out there on your skills? You think you got? Hey, run it. You can go out there in your twenties, run it rough shot through your thirties, go out there and run it rough through your forties. Had kids? How do I? You keep running rough shot, but you gonna get tired of it eventually because you're not gonna mm-hmm. see the results of having an organized plan of attack. Mm-hmm. You gonna get tired of running the wrong plays at the wrong time. Running the right play at the wrong time, you go. You like I'm tired. This is not matching up. What is wrong? You, you done? <laughs> I'm done, God. What do I need to do here? What, I'm, are you sure? Okay. This is what we need to do. Let's go back <laughs> to the playbook. And God will work. And when you start, like you said, right now, you how are you riding? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. I don't know you, bro, outside of the bank, but I, I can say this with utmost assurance that at some point previous, God tried to get your attention to get in that prayer life. Mm-hmm. He didn't just wait and say, well, you know, you're getting close to that, that halfway point, man, and be like, crazy, you ready to go away? No, got it, got it, okay. You you want to start in your 20s? You want to start in your 30s? Great. You seen enough life? Okay, let's go, let's go ahead, I'm ready for you. That's the kind of God we serve. Got to be open. Oh, you want to wait till your 60s? If you make it. <laughs> I know people, man, that are doing more. Bro, you ain't never seen nothing like a 50-year-old man, 55-year-old woman that has just come to Christ. And they, they start thinking about things that we take for granted. Like, I ain't living another 55 years. Saved or not. Yeah. I need to take whatever I lost and didn't do in my 20s, 30s, or 40s and get it done now. And they start working with a fever. They wake up every day, 4 o'clock, driven, prayer life. They start digging through the talents, all the stuff that God put in them. They never pulled out. Oh, my God, I never knew I could do this. I start, man, I never knew I had the ability to run a business. They're like, these people are crazy. But they get more done sometimes for 10 years than people do it a hell of a lot. It's the key. Just, yes, sir. So God hey. awaits you. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to be sick. I need to do that now because five years will run up on you and run away with the quickness, dude. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No oh, doubt. Well, fellas, we've arrived at the conclusion. Thank you all for hanging in there. Get your ass, baby, going to date night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the conclusion, your favorite part. And, fellas, I brought my dictionary with me tonight. Consistency is defined as the ability to be constant or the ability to act with regularity. However, inconsistency is defined as acting differently than what has been communicated. What's true in your life is true in your marriage. We can't reach a point where we think, well, I've got the woman that I wanted, now my job is done. Our job is never done. You may have learned the skills and behaviors to have a successful relationship but if you're not consistent every day, your inconsistent efforts will fall short. If you're not doing something today to move your marriage forward, then by law, it's going backwards. You can't anticipate a fixed time in the future when you'll be done. Just like your finances or your health, as we discussed earlier this evening, everything is in a constant state of movement, including your marriage. And, fellas, consistency is the key. Research has shown that a p- 
powerful and positive influence on a marital bond is faith. And faith is the belief in the judgment and authority of a higher power. Dr. David Pompano, a sociology professor at Rutgers, says, being answerable to a higher authority is vital for a strong marriage. In part, faith has this power because belief in God often also means a belief that marriage itself is sacred. The idea that the commitment made before God and divorce not being an option can give couples emotional security and can act as an incentive to keep their marriage consistently strong. Finally, fellas, we know that there is no couple in the world where both people always do everything right. But a consistent Christian's priority should be doing God's will in every activity in life, including their marriage. That concludes our show for the evening, fellas. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Married Men on Talk Show, brought to you by Household Stress. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You can join us again next Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And next week's topic will be... There's a thin line between love and hate. For more information, please feel free to visit our website, householdstress.com, and you also download our free Household Stress app from the Google Play Store for your Droid smartphone. You are now free to move about the country.